Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Yes, let's uh, begin with some Norwegian Christmas singing here. Ho, 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 from Norway. My name is Fro, and with me I have Ho, ho, Luke. Ho, ho, Fro. What, that that kind of sounded ho. dirty. Well, ha- happy New Year's Eve to everybody there in the Nordic country. Ha- New Year's Eve? No. Isn't it? Christmas. Maybe. Oh, it's Christmas. Well, yeah, it's going to be Christmas there by the time people are listening to this. Right. But it's New Year's Eve while you're li- well, while I'm talking to you. No, it's not. It, it's not New Year's Eve. It's Christmas. Christmas. Christmas Eve. Right. Ugh. For fuck's sake, what day do you think it is today? It, it, I, I'm just trying to get ahead. <laughs> I'm already in 2021. Head. You're a week ahead. Right. That's a little too early. I, yeah, no. I'm a month ahead when it comes to this podcast. I'm already scheduling things for a month from now, so my brain is already a, a month ahead from where we are. That, that is true. Uh, Luke has uh, directly when I was on the line uh, actually done our first booking of uh, our podcast in our entire life. Well, maybe not the well, yeah, but the well, at least the first one for next year, definitely. Yes, but uh, like professional booking. Oh, right, um, where we had to deal with a uh, an age an agent, yeah, <laughs> for somebody. I, yeah, I've never ever thought we would come to a place where we would ever needed an agent to <laughs> interview. Right, because I was talking to them, uh, and they're like, uh. Whatever, we're talking back and forth. And I just assumed I was talking to the person, and they're like, oh, well, you need to go through this website. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I already I already <laughs> told you when we're going to do it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll tell you about that when it comes uh, a little closer. But uh, I'm super excited. I I can't wait. Uh, let's talk about Christmas gifts. Uh, have you gotten any? Are you ready? I have all your. I Christmas wrapped gifts. all my gifts last night. Like, no, I, I bought all of them, but they were all just kind of piled up in the corner. You know what I mean? Like, waiting to be wrapped. And so last night, I just sat down and watched a movie, which we're gonna talk a lot about movies this week, and uh, yes. and wrap gifts. That's what I did. Uh, last night, I've seen ten movies this week. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I just set a goal for myself to watch one movie uh, per day of the week, just to. And I was like, okay, if I see more than that, that's like bonus. But if I can see seven movies this week, uh, just because I'm super busy with you know Christmas coming up and everything. Uh, yeah. If I can see seven movies this week, I'm, I'm going to be stoked. And I actually managed to reach the goal. Last night I was like, oh, 
I got to watch another movie, and then I was like, oh, there's this one movie that Fro recommended that, okay, I'm, I'll, I'm happy to go watch that one, so. I know what movie that is. Uh, but yeah, you, you you had a funny little antidote, anti, not antidote, antidote. An- an- about an- anti, antidote. Antidote. <laughs> I'm going to eat you. <laughs> you had something about Christmas, the perfect Christmas gift? Have you ever wondered what the perf- perfect Christmas gift, or perfect gift, I guess, really, in any situation is? Like, I think there's two criteria to make the perfect gift and a lot of people would be like oh you want to buy something if somebody goes i want this gift this is the if somebody walks up to you and goes this is what i want buy it for me Mm -hmm. people would be like oh that's the perfect gift but i don't think that really is because i think the perfect gift there's two criteria i can see separately number one it could be something they want but they don't actually know they want it yet that's like one perfect gift right Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And then the second perfect gift, I think it would be something that they want, that they know they want, but they would never in a million years spend their own money on, so you spend the money on it for them. So I think those are the two perfect gifts, whatever those things are for the person you thought of. So right now, it's right before Christmas. Look at the gifts you got for people, and if it's something that fits in those two criteria, you got them a good gift. Otherwise, yeah. everything else is just a gift, in my opinion. <laughs> because it's Christmas Eve here. <laughs> right, not New Year's Eve. Yes. Yeah. Christmas. I'm definitely not dyslexic at all, whatsoever, by the way. <laughs> yeah, blame that, because I'm not dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> and Florida is also California, when I was growing mm-hmm. up, by the way. I had the you know worst what? time of that when I was a kid. I, when I was a kid, I thought Florida and California... I mixed them up all the time because it's these, like, sunny places uh, in my mind, but they were completely on opposite sides of the country. So I'd always mix up California and Florida in my brain because they're these two sunny states. Isn't that weird? Right. <laughs> I still have problems with it, so... But uh, I, I, I think I'm more excused than you, <laughs> because geography, like, if you if you uh, paid me to, like, point Maryland out on a map, I couldn't do it. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. American geography is, uh, it's a little weird for anybody else in any other country, because it basically every state is a country, right? So, yeah. Oh, and, and and not not only that, there's 50 of them. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like 50 little countries. Yeah. Uh, one time when we have absolutely nothing to do, we will see how many states I can think of. And let's do that as a game one time. Uh, anyway, let's go into the news. Uh, I agree, by the way, on the uh, Christmas gift thing. I, I, I think that's why I gave you the stand. I, I was like, you don't really wish said you want it, but I was like, we're going to watch the TV show, so right. I think you should have read it. <laughs> it's like Christmas gift I would give myself was the stand. Right, I, and I'm totally it. somebody that would just go into any TV show or movie cold and not even, you know what I mean? Like, I... 
you're you're definitely the kind of person that's like, I want to make sure I watch the movie, or I yeah. read the book before I see the movie or t t whatever. Yeah. And I'm definitely the yeah. kind of person that's like, I'd rather go in cold, but it doesn't matter if I've seen the book. And so, yeah, perfect, perfect gift, definitely. Anyway, uh, news. Uh, cough, cough. Uh, there's uh, nothing about Corona in the news. Uh, holy shit. Uh, the French President uh, Macron has tested uh, positive for COVID-19. I was very happy to see that his dog hadn't got it, but that's another topic. <laughs> his dog, right? There was like this big article about his dog that was like the most ridiculous thing. Uh, he, I think he's still in the hospital is what I'm to hear, so hopefully he's doing okay. Yeah. Uh, but Emmanuel Macron, uh, had, I think it was announced on Thursday hours after he did tested positive for COVID-19 following a week in which he met with numerous European leaders, by the way, French and Spanish mm -hmm. prime ministers and EU council presidents were among the top officials to self isolate because they had come in contact with Macron. Macron co took a test as soon as the first symptoms appeared on Thursday. So this happened like, like, you know, the day it was, it happened the night from in America uh, mm -hmm. so like right after we had posted the podcast that night is when I saw it. Uh, I don't know about you, Fro. I think I saw it the day after. Right. Yeah. Uh, but because you would have already been asleep by the time the podcast went up. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but Macron took a test and the first, uh, uh, symptoms appeared on Thursday morning and he self-isolated for seven days in line with national health authority recommendations. Uh, Macron is 42, so he's not super young, comparatively, I guess, to, like, other presidents who've had it, like Trump and Boris Johnson. Are the, yeah, but, yeah, you mean he's super old. Was that what I said? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I'm, think you need some caffeine or something. I'm drinking caffeine right now. <laughs> You are drinking. That is the problem. <laughs> Maybe you have something strong in that. <laughs> no. uh, uh, Pepsi <laughs> Max is, is as strong as I'm getting, so. Uh, oh, my. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, but it's, it's uh, yeah, yeah, he is fairly young compared to those people. Um, I think this proves our theory once and for all that Trump had it longer than we 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 knew of, uh, because we see how how uh, tough uh, Macron had it, and Macron is in better shape than Trump was. So there is no fucking way Trump got it away that fast. Uh, right. Are you saying because Macron is still sick? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, how long was Trump in the hospital? Two days? Right, yeah, something like that. I don't exactly remember the exact time period, but it was very short. Yeah. Um, but we had assumed that he had already had it when he was right. debating with Biden uh, in, yes. in, the, in the debate, so... Because he looked uh, very sick there, and so... Well, that and just because, 
due to the fact that he had it and it had spread to multiple people at the time already, if you remember that, in in, yeah. in the White House, it seemed like, okay, well, how would this many people in the White House have gotten it over this many days unless he had already had it uh, when he was in that debate, right? It says here, German Chancellor Andrew Merkel had a bilateral meeting with Macron in Brussels. Uh, she took a few tests... Uh, and, and it came back negative to her as well. So uh, that's the really crazy part about Macron is he was like going around a meeting with all these EU leaders and now they all have to be quarantined and tested constantly. Yeah. So who knows who's going to be the next person uh, in a position of power to come down with this next week. Probably we'll talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so let's talk about the UK because there has been a little uh, problem in the UK. Out of control, COVID uh, strain makes UK a global para as countries impose travel bans. Uh, so we talked about this last week uh, of this new coronavirus variant that has uh, been spreading very much faster than the original strain of the disease. In Europe, uh, France, Germany, uh, Italy, Ireland and the Netherlands have buried flights from uh, the UK. Other countries including India, Canada and Israel has also imposed new measures bearing flights from the UK. Uh, there was talks uh, I know uh, the health minister of Norway said that they are looking into uh, the situation. And of course, today there came news that one Norwegian that came back was sick uh, with a new strain of coronavirus. So we are not very, very uh, smart. So, um, and they say it is uh, up to 70% more. Uh, transmissible than the original uh, stain, uh, according to the World, uh, World Health Organization. The new variant has been identified in Denmark, the Netherlands, and Australia. Uh, news of the strain uh, forced the British government to backtrack the plans to let families mix on uh, Christmas, locking down London and other areas in southern England, where the infection by COVID mutation are heavily con concentrated. So when they looked locked down, did everybody keep their nose inside look? Were everybody listened to the government and didn't go to the train and try to get out of the country? Uh, right. N not so much. Uh, people, what? people who wanted to get back to France tried as as quickly as possible i saw this whole tried. i saw this whole bbc article about somebody uh, a couple and this was like yeah. a positive article like it was something good that rushed to to get their wedding together uh in 24 hours so they could have a wedding before the uk locked down not probably a great idea everybody to rush to have a mass gathering before your, your the pandemic lockdown probably not a great idea everybody just letting you know uh, France banned people also and freight from coming in from the UK like you said for 48 hours starting Sunday night uh, but what we're seeing is that the UK and France came up with some kind of agreement uh, to let it, it looks like to let some freight through 
but that uh, certain certain people, certain freight lines are allowed as long as the person has been tested within uh, a, uh, 72 hours, is what it's saying. So they're actually testing the the truck drivers that are going in between France and UK to make sure that they're not, uh, they don't have this new variant, which we still don't know. Is this the mink variant, but it looks like it might be this African variant. So are there two new variants? We really don't know at this point. It's a little bit confusing to us. What do you think? Is this, are there three COVIDs now or is there two COVIDs? No, there's definitely three. There's the mink one, the normal one, and the African one. And this looks like this is the African one. Right, but we uh, what I don't know is, is the mink one and the African one the same one? I don't think so. I don't. But we don't uh, know. We don't know 100%. No, I, I don't know 110%, but I, 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 this is me talking out of my ass. Right. But... I don't know how much uh, trouble minks are in Africa. I have no clue. Are minks a big problem in Africa? Are they native even to Africa? Well, all the minks <clears throat> that had been infected that we know about were in farms that were being shipped yeah. f- like from yeah. China and other places. And right. So who knows where they came from or who they came in contact with, uh, how sure. they got it. Right. So, yeah. You remember the monkey from Outbreak? Exactly. Right. That's what I was thinking this week. Remember everybody blaming uh, a bat in like yes. a in a uh, little market in China? That was the thing for us. Yes. When was the last time you heard somebody talk about a Chinese person eating a bat? Now I'm going like, maybe the monkey is the mink, and we should be looking for a mink somewhere running around, <laughs> not a bat. Yeah. No, you know it's it's so weird. It's like yeah, like like you said, we have no clue if there's the three different strains or or two. But I, I think it's two. I think it's three. Sorry. I mean, uh, I, I think so... I have a I have a feeling it probably two, but it doesn't really matter according to to the uh, vaccine makers because the company behind the COVID nineteen vaccine that's giving being given to people in the UK uh, says that it's highly likely the vaccine will protect against this new variant of virus. Uh, the vaccine could be re-engineered in a matter of, of weeks if necessary. UK scientists uh, that discovered the new variant after analyzing a sharp rise in cases uh, say the new variant is thought to be present in many parts of the UK but this uh, variant is particularly concentrated in Kent, Essex, and London. Yeah, and this is the problem. Like, I I got really, really, really angry at the people from from London because, like, instead of like staying inside like normal people, the airports were full. Right. Every uh, every like a way to get out of London was like super full, and uh, uh, Boris Johnson called called it the super spreader uh, thing. And of course, it's a super spreader. I mean, like there are people there without masks and and like 
just like one thought in their mind, like the whole fr- France thing, like. Like you know, there were people on people on people. Like you know, people were definitely not uh, caring about like distance at all. It like it looked like total chaos. It says here, at a news conference in Germany, a chief executive of Bio BioNTech said it's significantly significantly it's highly likely that the immune response in, in their vaccine can deal with the new virus variant. He added that the company oh. had the technology to refine the vaccine very quickly if it's needed to. The beauty of the messenger RNA technology, which I talked about last week, if you remember that, uh, oh. I had mentioned, like, okay, this is not the same kind of vaccine as normal vaccines that we normally look at. This is a very different RNA vaccine that, could deal with this variant fairly quickly. He says, the beauty of the messenger RNA technology is that we can directly start to engineer the vaccine, which completely mimics the new mutation. We could be able to provide a new vaccine technically within six weeks. So that means a vaccine which contains the new information. So what what it sounds like to me is, yes, uh, it the COVID-19 vaccine we have right now isn't... Tell me if I'm wrong here, but it sounds like it isn't going to be able to deal with this new variant, but they could make it deal with the variant fairly quickly. Right. It sounds definitely like that. I, I I think it's a little, like, over... over the top. What? Say uh, to to be so sure that uh, like giving people like such a big assurance that uh, oh we're we're sure it will work for the other thing as well like it it seems a little like throwing a dice. Well, they are a company who wants to make money, and right, so, so of course they're going to say, yeah, it works. Of course it works. Come come buy our product. Uh, you got to remember yeah. that, of course. It's probably a PR person who said this uh, quote that I just read, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, they believe okay. the antibodies which build up in the body to defend against future infections will target the virus despite some mutations. But they warn the virus may develop an- more mutations in the future from. Let's move on to something that isn't as dangerous as coronavirus. Uh, uh, cyber attack! Woohoo! Uh, around 50 firms genuinely impacted by massive breach. Cybersecurity firm that identified the large-scale hacking of U.S. government agencies says it genuinely impacted around 50 organizations. The U.S. Treasury and Departments of Homeland Security, State, and Defenses have been known to be targeted. Uh, Kevin Mandia of FireEye said that while some 18,000 organizations had malicious code in their networks, uh, it was only 50 who suffered major breaches. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has blamed, guess who from? Russia. Uh, Russia? (laughs) For the hack. So too have the chairs of the Senate and House of Representative Intelligence Committees. However, Trump, President Trump, has cowed das- doubts on the role of uh, Russia's role in tweets Saturday, hinting that China was involved. 
I mean, it's either or. <laughs> Does it really matter? Both bad guys. <laughs> right, it's... Oh. It's that whole thing that I've been talking about, like, the Democrats want to go to war with Russia, the yeah. Republicans want to go to war with China. Right. Which side are you on? Which side of war do you want to be on? <laughs> I right. would rather be on the, on, on the third side... That doesn't want to go to war with another country. I don't think that's an option, look. Oh, anti-war is not an option in America. There is That is actually true. There is no anti-war party in, in this country. Like, we have two parties. We have the Democrats and the Republicans. Neither is an anti-war party, when you think about it. Oh, definitely not. I mean, Obama was super war person, like... Oh yeah, he drone bombed more people than Trump did. When you yeah. when you look at the num the pure numbers, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like Obama on other things, but his war policy was the misspell, and people gave him the peace prize. Like, no joke, uh, Trump deserves the peace prize more than Obama did. So. But Mike Pompeo, Senate and House of Representative Intelligence Committees are all blaming Russia for this hack, bro. So there must be evidence for this, right? Sure. There must be evidence I mean, to show to show people to say, look, th this is the evidence that shows that Russia hacked us, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I saw all the evidence of, of Russia hacking Norway. Oh, wait, I didn't. I've got the evidence right here that they're they're... This is the evidence that they're saying uh, proves that Russia hacked us. For more than three decades, hackers linked to Moscow are believed to have tried to steal U.S. secrets. Oh, God, Jesus Christ almighty. <laughs> Their evidence is that they've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's like, it's, I swear we're living in the Twilight Zone, from We are living in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> But what if they didn't do it before then? <laughs> what if that also was a lie? <laughs> In a world where Russia did everything. <laughs> I was joking a little with you. Like I said, uh, that's, I, I'm sure uh, uh, we were talking on Skype. I said, I'm sure the iceberg from Titanic was, was Russian. It was, yeah, it wasn't even a real iceberg. They created it. Yeah. It's, it, it's it was created. It was made today. by it was made out of glass, and they put it in in the way just to <laughs> fuck with people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, let's see if uh, you do something stupid then, because it's Russia. Uh, U.S. is uh, shutting down the last two consulate in in Russia. I'm sure that will help the the. Uh, relationship between Russia and the United States shutting down the two consulates. Right, reading this headline, you would think, oh, they shut down these U.S. consulates because of this hack, but actually, the notice was sent to Congress on December 10th, three days before it was made public that the Russians mm. were suspected of a hack in the U.S. government. You know, because... Trump, mm. is, Trump is working with Russia, and, and Trump is totally not um, doing anything to hurt them, so he, of course, would shut down the last two remaining U.S. consulates in Russia uh, because he's working with them. Hmm. Mm -hmm. 
It comes as Mr. Trump has urged to condemn Russia's apparent involvement in this cyber attacks. Uh, the State Department told lawmakers last week that it would permanently close the consulates in the far eastern city of Vladivostok, Vladivostok, and temporarily suspend yeah. operations at the consulate in Yakhtarinburg in the East Ural Mountains. I'm sure we're going to really miss that one. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard of the last place. So right, I've never. I know where the. Well, I know the Ural Mountains because I've heard of well, people climbing them before. But other than that, yeah. Yeah, seems super, 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 super smart. The following closures: the only diplomatic facilities in the U.S. will have uh, in Russia will be the embassy in Moscow. Now that is going to be the yeah. only diplomatic facility between the U.S. and and the Russians at this point. I've been to that embassy. Many, many, many years ago. I just think this shows the breaking down of the... Um... Oh, by the way, I I shouldn't say that I've been to Russia. Because then I will be an agent from, from, for Russia soon. Right. I've never been to Russia. <clears throat> cough, cough. <laughs> uh, you went years ago. I don't think it... Well, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. <laughs> McCarthy era is coming back. Uh, according yes. to the Associated Press, the Department of uh, Notification to the Congress said the closures are due to caps placed on Russian authorities in 2017 on the number of U.S. diplomats who are allowed to work in the country. Uh, their moves are in response to ongoing staffing challenges of the U.S. mission in Russia. Okay. Yeah, I mean, YouTube has made so many changes now to their policy and things like that. We have to be careful. Who knows? Someday maybe we will get thrown out because I've been, I, I went to Russia when I was... 15. Surprisingly enough, actually, uh, getting Tron Tells the Truth this week was not as easy because Facebook Messenger has changed their... Uh, Change the way it works in in the EU, and now I can't like download files from Messenger. So we, me and Fr me and Tron had to figure out a new way to get the Tron tells the truth to me because Messenger has changed. Yeah, uh, which so he could not literally send it to you. Well, no, he sent it to me, but I couldn't download it. So I could listen to it, but I couldn't download the file. So we had to actually use a different file sharing service to share the file back. Like he could send it, I just couldn't download it. It's very weird. And we got a note like when he sent it to me, it said uh, the rules for Messenger in Europe have changed. Like when I talk to somebody in America, we could send yeah. files back and forth. But when I'm talking to somebody in Europe on Messenger, we can't send files back and forth. Very weird. Huh. I did not know. Which uh, French modeling agent uh, charged with rape of minor in a Jeffrey Epstein probe. This is very good news. Well, uh, for well, okay, <laughs> that's a little hard to uh, quantify because the modeling agent is su suspected of organizing an accommodation for young girls and young women on behalf of Jeffrey Epstein. He has been charged with rape I, I, of I, minors. I 
I meant that it's very good news that he's caught. Right, exactly. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to agree with you because that might seem weird. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, a French prosecutor uh, told us on Saturday, Jean Luc Brunel was arrested as part of an ongoing investigation on Wednesday, as Charles de Gala. Oh, at Charles de Gala, Galay. Sure. Airport as he was preparing to take a flight. Uh, Charles de Gaulle. De Gaulle. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Charles de Gaulle. Yes. The Paris prosecutor said in a news release that he was charged with sexual harassment and rape of minors over fifteen year old, fifteen years old, by magistrate on Friday. Brunel was reprimanded in custody and is suspected of having committed acts of rape, sexual assault, and sexual harassment on various minors or major victims and of having particularly organized and transported and and, ha and accommodations of young girls and young women on behalf of Jeffrey Epstein. He was not handed any human trafficking charges, one of the main lines of inquiry currently. Now, it's very good news that he's caught. I mean, uh, this just proves once and for all uh, even more that it was... Very, very, very important to get Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, there's a very good podcast out uh, now that I want to recommend just uh, uh, thinking of this about Gislen Maxwell. Um, I think it's called Hunting Giswell or Giselle or something. Okay. It's very, 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 very good. Uh, I'll find the name of it. Um, where they to talk about like uh, the case against Jesse Max, and uh, there is so many things about this story that for me, like even today, is a, such a shock. It's like the more that comes up, and even though this this thing also like this proves once and for all, like this. It's not a case that will soon go away, and I'm very happy to see that people are getting caught. Right. Uh, speaking of which, uh, this guy, Brunel, uh, who was arrested, he previously denied any wrongdoing in the 2015 lawsuit in which he alleged adverse publicity surrounding the financier's uh surrounding the financier had damaged his reputation. Uh, this r r arrest comes a year after prosecutors opened an investigation uh, into sexual abuse against Epstein in France. One Epstein accuser, v Virginia roberts Gouffray, who we've talked a lot about here, said she was abused by Brunel. Gouffray claimed in a 2016 deposition made last year that Epstein and British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell had directed her to provide sexual services to Brunel. So connecting all this back to Jizzy Max. Hunting Ghislaine is the name of the podcast. By oh, the cool. I think I actually saw it. Was, it was this on uh, YouTube? I, I, I think they have think... an Okay, yeah, because I think I, it was recommended to me. I just have not listened to it yet. Okay. Yeah, Hunting Gislaine. I really, really, really recommend it. It is very, very interesting. So, uh, yeah, and, yeah, and 
And I, I, like I said, this is one of those cases that we have followed that uh, becomes more and more interesting because there's so many people involved, and it's good to see that uh, this is leading to arrests. Right, and and it's interesting that it's taken so long, and that there's so many very yeah. powerful people, and it seems like. We're talking about it, but it's not being talked about in maybe the mainstream media as much yeah. as we think yeah, it should be, I think, right? Or oh, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that I think it oh, should no, be. I agree. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Uh, it should be talked about uh, much, much more. Hey, um, since you believe in God, uh, we talked about this before. Uh, I'm sure you believe in angels, devil. Uh, maybe uh, the Hawks, uh, Martians, well, Martians. Oh wait, that doesn't. <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> the other. <laughs> tell, tell me about this angel, this devil, and this blood redded torch. It's summer at the South Pole, Fro. It's summer on the South Pole. It's summer at the South Pole of Mars, and angels and devils are coming out to play. You can see them both in stunning new images that recently thought of the recently thawed pole taken by the European Space Agency. Uh, the devils, it should be said, are made out of dust, just like Earth. Martian dust uh, is somewhat formed. It somewhat forms when pockets of warm air suddenly rise through a col column of cool air, creating a spindle updraft. Okay. Uh, this explanation uh, takes a closer look at the halo around an angel's head. You'll notice a steep sloping wall of impact craters. Okay, so this, I don't know how to describe this. There's this picture on Mars yeah. of this uh, angel with like a heart next to it and then yeah. It's all, but it's blood red. It's blood red because it's Mars. So there was like right. this windstorm that uncovered the surface from uh, the dust, and what it revealed was this image. It looks super cool, though. I mean, yeah, and we can see like a topographic uh, map of this, where it shows like the elevations uh, according to color. And you can see, like, at, right at the top of the head of what is called the angel or whatever, that that's, like, the high point of a mountain, as well as the tip mm -hmm. of the wing and the other tip of the other wing, or hand, wing or hand, depending on what you're looking at. I don't know. This What it reminds me of is the face on Mars from, like, the 90s that was in all the tablets. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so this proves once once and for all there was intelligent uh, life on Mars and they were Christians. Oh, is that what you think? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it was the same guy who drew the cat down in South America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was Steve. Steve is up there on Mars. Yeah. He was in uh, the uh, he was in the bunker with Obama meeting with the guy. Uh, <laughs> Meeting with the guy uh, who traveled back in time from the Vatican. Nobody's going to get that reference. Right, <laughs> right exactly. 
okay, so there's Christmas tomorrow in Norway, Christmas in two days in America. We have talked about it. Go back and listen to our Christmas episode where we explain why there's two different days, dates. But Trum is uh, going to have a little Christmas message. Hello, this is Tron with Trump Tells the Truth. Another year has gone by and it's Christmas again. Well, Christmas this year will not be the same as Christmas before because of the high death numbers and because of incompetent people running countries all around the world. Here, well, I have been working at nightclubs and pubs in Norway and then the, the Christmas parties who really fill up to the, the month of December is no longer. People have to go home at 11 o'clock. What a drag. But it's better than being dead. Because people are dying all over the place, um, it looks like 2020 has not stopped delivering bullshit. Yeah? As I speak, no, no deal between the European Union and Britain. And France have even closed the borders to Britain because of a new version of the coronavirus. Yes. That is the fucking hell shit fuck show we are living in today. So, people, this year, celebrate. Celebrate, spend time with friends on, on, online, but celebrate a little, buy more candy, buy a little bit more alcohol or anything you like to put in your body. Because they are allowed, even if people having shit all around the world, to have some good times in your own home. So, how am I celebrating Christmas? I'm not telling you, motherfuckers. But I'm telling you one thing, because it's one thing this year have learned me, and I think everybody has also been proven, but that rich people don't give a fuck. They don't. You always say that capitalism will lose will solve every problem there is as long as you got more money to the rich. A lot of people had criticized me for that message. I'd like, oh, that's communism. That's communism. No, it's not. It's just common fucking sense. Some people at the top have been earning more and more and more money. But had they given anything money to people in need? When you let people, over 3,000 people, 2,000 people die each day and you don't give away anything, you only... Mind source is to earn more money, put people in danger, fucking unions, and so on. You don't give a fuck about people. So, why then you're so afraid of the alternative? What worse will it be that hungry people just crash your system down? Because I think 2021 can finally be the year that people find out your bullshit. The chief of Amazon don't give a fuck. A lot of say a lot of people think that Bill Gates is a good guy. No, he's not. And the fucking Tesla guy, not either. They want to earn tons of money, and I give a fuck about you. They earn a lot because they have to pay people less, and screw governments more, and, and hide money away. Yeah, they gave some pocket money to good courses and so on, but generally, they don't give a shit. You're going to see more and more in 2021, with more people dying, richer people don't giving a fuck. They will not give a shit about you and your life. If something we'll learn through this pandemic is, everybody is left on their own. We people, the 
that the rest of us have to stick together to save our own asses. Because people who have a lot and all the majority of society not going to do anything. The only thing they think about is just keeping the profits up. When they talk about stimulus, they don't talk about stimulus of helping people at the bottom. You have stimulus so they can earn as much as they do now all the time with no interruptions. They don't give a shit. I know this is a hard Christmas uh, message for you to listen to, but really, have you seen them through 2020? Where have they been? They are talking about tax cuts. What well, the banks want to hell? Did you think? Do you think the bailout of Wall Street was the bailout of Main Street? Not. It was. It was not then. It's never going to be the next time. Democrats, Republicans, they're all fucking corrupt. That is what 2020 learned me. Now Biden's going to take over, and. I hope that I can have a good Christmas message to give you next year with some optimism. But I think it's going to be a little bit better, but not good enough. Because I'm fucking tired of better, but not good enough. I'm tired of having second best, third best, fourth best. I'm sick or tired of democracy. You have to choose between drowning in shit or drinking piss. That is how 2020 has been. Now it's Christmas time. Drink, fuck, fuck, fuck a lot. Have a good time, have a jolly time. Do all the things, put in your tons of things that's not good for you because this year has been shit. Maybe next time I can give you hope for the future, but I'm not that certain. I'm not that certain because People have to start acting their head together. Now, United States have a normal leader, but it's not a normal leader. It's going to lead out of this shit. You're not going to win all the 1% with politicians. You're going to win because you want to fight them. This was Tron with a Christmas message for you all. A very long Tron tells the truth. Have a very nice Christmas. Bye-bye. Thank you for that, uh, Tron, and uh, Merry Christmas to you as well. Uh, hey! Happy holidays Christmas. to everybody, actually. Yes. Uh, hey, Christmas soda review. We haven't had it this year. Uh, I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why, yes. Uh, uh, won't you explain to the audience, what is Christmas soda, Luke? Well, Christmas soda in Norway is a tradition, right? It's a tradition... In Norway, for breweries, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, breweries in different, I want to say states, but that's wrong. Counties. Cities, counties. counties. There we go. Um, compete against each other to see who makes the best Christmas soda. And mm-hmm. it's always, what, a raspberry-type soda, right? Yes, that is correct. It doesn't have to always be the same soda because everybody makes it a little oh. different but uh every year they compete has there been any like has there been any no normal people who normally make the soda who weren't able to make it this year oh uh yes uh because uh, there's a glass bottle uh problem in norway because of the corona 
Oh, right. So the, only the people who have the ability to bottle plastic would have been able to make a soda. Right. So, okay. Yes, yes. So I have uh, one and a half liter uh, of uh, Hamar and Lillehammer Dang, brewery. That, uh, that's a big one. Yes, a big Christmas soda. This is the normal soda because the light one tastes like uh, monkey's ass. And where is this from? Uh, uh, this is from Hamar in Lillehammer. Okay. So Lillehammer, where I live. This is the it's local one. Your local Christmas soda. Okay. Yep. Ooh. Whoa. Oh. Lots of carbo. Lots of, lots of carbo. Um, ooh, that smells Christmas. Um, a very distinct uh, raspberry flavor. Um. Very good aftertone of a little of uh, um, almost a little like uh, yeah it tastes uh, well it smells like uh, all the other Christmas sodas from last year. Okay. This is my favorite Christmas soda, so let's try a little. Mm. <sighs> Ooh. Oh, the red. Oh, I feel. I, I feel they have done something with the mix. Okay. Um, in a good way. It feels like the raspberry is even stronger this year than last year's. Last year, I remember I was a little disappointed in it, and and it actually didn't win in my in my like comparison. Uh, competition. Oh, I remember I, uh, I gave it a pretty low score because the raspberry taste was not lingering. Uh, do you I, remember what it did in like the papers? Like, did it do well in in the the actual no, it, rankings? It, it, it did, yeah, no, it did even it did uh, it didn't win last year. Okay, in the cedar, yeah. So I think they have done something uh, with the mix because. I, I also thought that when I smelled it. Let, let me take a little more sip. Okay, while you're sipping, I'm kind of wondering, are the are the papers still doing rankings this year because of COVID? No. They aren't? Okay. Um, I, I will say it's a little too much carbonation for my personal taste. Yeah, I, I, that sounded, when you opened it, it sounded like an explosion happened. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, it feels like they have put on more carbonation and more taste. The taste factor, I I totally agree with that they should have, but uh, I know don't know if the carbonation. Uh, it feels a little too car- carbonated for my personal. For taste, you, but okay. Uh, yeah, I I love. But I, give me more carbonation. I want to feel it coming out of my nose. That's where I'm at with carbo. But oh, did. This would definitely get out of your noise. Uh, I will give it a strong nine and a half. Wow. Ten. Is the yeah. raspberry taste natural or is it taste uh, more artificial than last year or just because you said it's more intense? Does it taste natural still? Yeah. Oh, cool. It, 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 t- it tastes like fresh uh, plucked raspberry. Ah. Very good. I talked Very... to somebody this week about Christmas mm. soda uh, and just talking to them about it and being like, yeah, there's this thing in Norway called Christmas soda. And I said, it, it's a, it's usually a, always a raspberry soda. 
And they're like, that's weird. Yeah. Raspberries, I don't really... In America, we don't connect raspberries with Christmas. Why is right. our raspberries and Christmas synonymous in Norway? Do you know? No, no fucking clue. Right, okay. It's, it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I have no clue. It's a very good question. I think it started with something called Eventyrbrus or Adventure Soda. Adventure Soda is also uh, red... Uh, but that uh, has a uh, strawberry taste. Right. Uh, I, I mean, when, when you think about colors in Christmas, I always think red and green. Yeah. And raspberries are red. So I connect, the, like, the color. But the, the I think the person I was talking to pointed out, like, raspberries, you, um, you would gather in, in, like, the summer. You don't get, like, you wouldn't have them yeah. in, in the winter, like, back in the day. So it's strange for it to be a... Winter tradition, I right? I think maybe it is to kind of rem uh, remind us that uh, there's another like uh, season. Maybe it's uh, supposed to taste a little of spring and summer. Right. I, when I was wondering if maybe Christmas soda at some point was like a an alcoholic drink, and maybe yeah, no, it was no, like okay. Always has been unknown. I was wondering if it started out maybe as fermented raspberry drink or something like that, right? But right. yeah, no. Very interesting. Hey, maybe uh, maybe ask around to people around you. Maybe we can find oh. out next week. Hey, I'm a simp. Um, am I allow allowed to call myself a simp? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think simp is, is an allowed statement to be said on SoundCloud. So I think we're okay. Okay, I am a simp. Um, for, I'm now. Very... <laughs> for, for now. For now, I'm allowed, allowed to say that I'm a proud simp. Uh, but uh, yeah, simp and insults are newly banned uh, word on Twitch. As part of a crackdown on sexually focused terms... Twitch says terms like simp and incel and virgin. What? <laughs> Will soon be banned when used as insults by streamers or chatters. Okay. So it's not like they're going to... It's only when it's being used as an insult. How do they decide when it's being used as an insult and not? Not yeah, really sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, word, word police. I love word police. It's almost like they take in 1984 and made, made it fucking real or something. In a town hall presented yes yesterday, so this was this week actually, uh, the Twitch COO said that the terms would be, be barred significantly when used in context that negatively refers to another person's sexual activity. Using the terms on their own would, wouldn't lead to enforcement, but we would take action if they were repeatedly used in a harassing manner. Again, like how who decides this, <laughs> right? And most clue. stuff uh, uh, online, when it comes to this kind of, like, it's being uh, monitored by bots. So how does the bot decide right. whether it's being used in a harassing manner or not, right? Yeah, no, I'm nice to women, so I'm automatically a simp. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's the other thing, is, like, putting simp and incel in the same category are like, hmm, these are uh, two opposing yeah. terms almost, right? I would rather be a symptom than an insult, to be honest, so it's okay. Uh, we talked about Cyberpunk uh, 2077, uh, that it has uh, gotten out of the PlayStation Store and things like that. 
And uh, uh, we said last week that uh, the company behind Cyberpunk uh, 2077 were offering refunds. Well, there's a little update. Sony is now offering so- full refunds as well. So not only the, co- uh, the company, but also Sony. Right, and this just... It's bad in general for the whole, yeah, uh, for everybody involved. Sony, the company yeah. who made the game, and the fact that it was so hyped up and everybody was so, um, so on board with it being good. Everybody was like, "We want yeah. this to be a good game." Everybody wanted it to be good. Nobody was like, "We we're out to hate this." So of course, it's the internet, and there's always going to be people out to hate things. Uh, mm. But even some streamers I see who were like, I'm going to do the whole game, like stopped halfway through because they're like, I can't finish this garbage. <laughs> right? So. Uh, uh, for example, PewDiePie has played it on stream and he said it was awful. One right, of the yeah, worst there's, games he's um, ever played. And I think people, a lot of people probably, they were like, oh, this game's coming out. I'm going to be able to fill a lot of space in my stream with this game. It's going to be easy content. And then it was like, oh, nobody wants to watch this. (laughs) Right. Right. Hey, uh, I've seen one TV show this week (laughs) because I've seen 10 fucking movies. (laughs) Right. Uh, It was a big movie week, everybody. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I've seen Sweet Home. Uh, This is from Netflix. It's a Japanese horror, horror question mark show. Is it more sci-fi or horror? I would say horror. It's a combo. It's a horror sci-fi, but it, yeah. Horror sci-fi. I would put it uh, in a zombie genre, kind of, yeah. Kind of. Kind of, yes. Zombie yeah. monster horror, yeah. Yeah. I really, really like this. <laughs> I'm very, very, very curious how, how if you liked it or not because I know you watched it. But for me, this is one of the most funny shows I have seen in a very long time. I I can't remember. I have seen it. Remind, reminds me a little of Ash. Uh, what was it called again? Ash versus the Dead or something. Uh, oh right the uh, the TV show they did about Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What was it called? Ash versus something. Yeah, I remember the show. Yes, it re- kind of reminds me of that. It's so gory and it's so bloody and it's okay. so o- over the top. It's super it, over it the is, top. Yes, it is not supposed to be taken seriously. Exactly. That, right. And that's what I like about it. So I I had very very much fun with this. How about you? I thought it was fun. I, there's a like you said, it's not supposed to be taken seriously, uh, but oh. there is like a lot of cheese to it. You know what I mean? It's oh. very cheesy. Uh, they- even like the there's one monster who doesn't have the top of his head, right? <laughs> and it's like a lot of the monsters are done with special effects. But this monster yes. specifically was done with practical, practical yes. effects, not done yes. with, it not done with, awful. right. And it just, it kind of didn't fit with like the rest of the monsters, yeah. but yeah. it's not supposed to be taken seriously. So I don't, yeah. I don't uh, put that against it because like if it was trying to be a serious thing, like jujitsu, yeah. 
right? <laughs> Which was trying to be serious. That would be a whole different um, ball game for this. But because it's just trying to be a fun, it's got comedic elements too. So it's kind of like a sci-fi horror comedy in a way, right? Would you agree? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Um, and and it's kind of mystery. It's got a mystery to it because. Uh, in the first episode, you get a little bit of information about what's happening. And then the second episode, it kind of expands on each character, what happened before the first episode, and then moves on past this first episode uh, in the second episode. Um, so in that sense, it, it expands in uh, showing you what the mystery of why these monsters are there uh, over the course of the season. Did that, did that make sense at all? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Um and in, uh, in that sense, yeah, it, it, that is interesting because, you know, I like the mystery of it. The yeah. only problem I had is the cheese, but I don't take it seriously. Overall, I give this, what, what did I give it? I gave it a 7.5. I gave it an 8.5. I I liked it a little more than you. Right. I, 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 I think maybe one thing is you came to me and said oh this is this really awesome show i really like it and i went in thinking oh this is gonna be whatever i i maybe went in thinking it was gonna be a little more serious than it was so yeah yeah uh are you going to watch more uh probably i i really like the mystery i, I that's the thing i want to i want to find out what's going on with like the uh yeah. ga- the gangster dude who's got the scar yeah. in his face that it's like this guy clearly has something to do with everything going on, but we don't. In at least in the episode two, you have no clue why, but he's obviously a badass that has something to do with uh, everything. So I I really like that, and like I said, I it's yeah, I it's one of those shows that I was very like okay, it came out of nowhere. Right, and it's not—it's on Netflix, not in English, uh, Japanese, I believe. Yeah, uh, I saw the dubbed uh, version. Uh, it was very good uh, acting in the dubbed version. I saw one oh. episode dubbed. Uh, I saw the second episode dubbed. I saw the first episode with subtitles. Uh, I didn't really see a huge difference. The one, yeah. the one guy, the the guy, the video gamer guy who's quiet. His voice yeah. in the dubbed version is a little weird. It sounds. Yes. It sounds like some random American kid. It sounds like he's Malcolm in the Middle or something, which is a, yeah. like the voice it sounds weird, but everything else is fine. Uh, that's all I have seen on TV this week. Oh, right. The other thing I saw was The Ripper, which you saw last week, but it was called what yes. in Norway? York, Yorkshire Ripper. Right. It's the same show on Netflix, yes. except in America, it's just called The Ripper. So apparently we don't need to know, like, the town in America. We just need to know <laughs> the guy uh, for whatever thing, reason. Yeah, I think the reason is because Jack the Ripper is called a Ripper in in, in Scandinavia. I don't know. Oh, so it would be conf- people would confuse the two. That makes sense. Yes. I was yes. thinking maybe... If if it said the Yorkshire Ripper in America, people would go, "What the hell is Yorkshire?" I think you know what I mean. Mm. Maybe it's a combination uh, of the two. What would you call Jack the Ripper in America? Would Jack you the not Ripper. Call the Ripper. Yeah, we call him Jack the Ripper. Oh, you call him Jack the Ripper. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I, we we would never call him the Ripper. I'm trying to okay. think if there's somebody in America who's called the Ripper. Not really. 
Mm. Hmm. Okay, anyway. It's just weird that they, I mean, it's not the first time we've seen a show be named two different things here and there. But. No, 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 definitely not. But this is a documentary show on Netflix about the Yorkshire Ripper, uh, mm-hmm. talking to police officers and people who were involved with the investigation at the time. Um, very standard Netflix crime documentary, super standard. Um, I mean, in- interesting content, but how many of these shows has Netflix made at this point? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of what I said last week as well. It's oh, okay. like super interesting subject, but not as good as a documentary. And I just think it's Netflix is kind of overdoing this documentary format a yeah. little bit. So every time yeah. I see a new one of these Netflix documentaries about some crime that was committed, it's like each one progressively is less interesting because I've seen the one before it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And this yeah, one, I mean, it was, like you said, interesting content. It's just that it's so cookie-cutter Netflix crime yeah. documentary that I'm going to have to give it a 5.5. I can't I can't yeah. really go above that. So That's why I gave it 6.5 last week. We also saw another thing this week. Look, we saw the first episode of The Stand. That's right. Uh... On CBS All Access is where this would be found. Not on CBS, the, the channel. Uh, just on online. Episode 1 is called The End, which I think is a very cool title for Episode 1, right? Yes, yes, because it starts with them. Yeah. You're right. When Captain Tripp's flu ep- epidemic wipes out more than 99% of the population, the remaining few immune to the disease, including Stu Redman, Franny Goldsmith and Harold Lauder set out to search for other survival survivors, all while experiencing visions of a nurturing mother, Abigail, who and the menacing figure, the Dark Man. Mm-hmm. We got to know who played the Dark Man this episode. That's Yeah, just sure. right at the uh, very end of the episode, because, like, halfway through yeah. the episode we see him, but, like, they do the... Uh, they do the face reveal right at the end because we see him, but we don't see his face like halfway through the right. episode, right? And that is Stellan, our friend Stellan Skarsgård. That is very nice. Uh, this is a lot of build-up. Definitely. This is, very, this is very, very, very hard to say anything about because, or if it was good or bad, because it is very much build-up. I kind of want to, like, say I want to wait and see if this is good or not, because I feel like it's very hard to judge after one episode. There's nothing wrong with the first episode, oh. but there's nothing super right about it either. It's like it's not like I'm super excited to see the next episode. I'm super excited because I know what's in the book and things like that, but I, I I feel like they kind of shot themselves in the foot with people that wouldn't be interested in this if they didn't know the source material and kind of haven't seen the mini, or like or even if they didn't see the miniseries and they kind of turned this on. Okay. Is, this really, is this really like uh, getting you to see episode 2 because you're so excited to see what's happening in episode 2 after this episode? I don't know. Uh, 
That's a good question. I, I, I couldn't, I guess we'd have to talk to somebody who, uh, got into this without knowing anything about yeah. the, the original, like somebody who didn't know anything about Stephen King at all, I guess would be ha somebody yeah. who we'd have to talk to. But I mean, this was all character development. So in the first episode, yeah. you have to kind of build the characters in this story because yeah, well, definitely. it's definitely a character driven story. Uh, each each character got a lot of time in this episode to figure out who they are and where they're going in, in the rest of the story. So I understand why they did it in this episode. Um, yeah. I still felt like there was something very um, standard United States kind of network television about this. Yeah. And I think maybe it, it, it is a CBS production, so that makes sense, yeah. even though it's not on U.S television like on an actual network television station it still feels like it's network television television to me yeah I, I agree so i'm I, i'm i'm not going to use the word disappointed because i'm not really disappointed i'm just a little like curious of how they have made this episode they did the, uh, i will say that the ending was kind of a cliffhanger ending yeah uh, so that was good of them with the dark man. We get a cliffhanger with the dark man, right? Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I I give give this episode a six. Um, I, I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll give it a. Uh, I'll give it a six point five. I, I'm, I the acting was still good and everything, but yeah, I think yeah. you're right that like it, this just didn't have a lot of um, oomph. To it, you know, like, um, no, no, not at all. It didn't have any big thing that made you go, Oh, I really, really, really want to see episode two. You right. know what this kind of reminded me of? It was mm, a, a uh, Christmas show actually that came out, I think, around the same time last year because it was a Christmas show, so I'm assuming it did. Remember Nosferatu from last year? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't this show and that show kind of feel similar? Similar, yeah, right, okay. Definitely. I, I totally agree. Hey, it is time to do one of our favorite things that we do every year. The main topic. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, it is our uh, favorite and uh, non-favorite movies of 2020. This is our list, mine's and Luke's. And we always start with the best because that is most funny. I will start first, and you can start first on the bad ones. Uh... Okay, well, first of all, a little, uh, just to tell people who are listening for the first time, maybe, or have never heard this, we go through all the movies we've seen this year that are 2020 movies, so not movies that are from previous years or whatever, only brand new 2020 movies is what we're covering, uh... And we go through and figure out which are the best and which are the worst. And we're going to do the same for TV next week. So We will. Definitely. Uh, I will start with my number five uh, that I saw again this week. Uh, because I wanted my dad to see it. Uh, uh, it is called Dick Johnson is Dead. It is a documentary on Netflix. Okay. As a father nears the, the end of his life, filmmaker Kristen Johnson stages his death in, in intensive and comical ways to help them both face the inevitable. 
inevitable? Uh, yes. Okay. Thank you. Uh, seven out of six on R&B, out of ten. A hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Eighty-nine percent of Metacritics liked it. It is uh, one of those documentaries that is about death that I I like. I I find it is very releasing, and also that it is on Netflix, kind of. <laughs> talking about documentaries on Netflix, this is definitely not a Netflix documentary, and I this is one of my favorite movies. I really, really loved it. Okay, but number five, I'm going to go with Rent-A-Pal. Did you ever get to see Rent-A-Pal from? No. I know I recommended to you, and Fro, I remember sending the trailer to Fro, and he's like, why did you watch this? And I'm like, I'm telling you, it's a good movie. Uh, Rent-A-Pal, a strange VHS tape, allows a lonely bachelor named David to find his companion with Andy. It's charming and charismatic host. However, Andy's friendship comes at a cost, and David desperately struggles to afford the price of admission. Uh, it's starring Brian Landis Falkins and Will Wheaton, who plays Andy in it. Uh, I really enjoyed this film. It was one of those movies that, like, okay, I went into it going, okay, this is either going to be amazing or it's going to be terrible. Like, really terrible to the point where I need to see it so that I have it either for the, my good or bad list of the year. When did this come out? I think, uh, believe it or not, it came out on your birthday, Fro. Oh! Um, my birthday! Right. Yeah. Your birthday must have landed on a Friday this year. <laughs> That's what that tells me. Um, uh, let's see. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 67% and ID, IDMB gave it a 62 Uh... I ended up giving it a nine, so. Nine. Cool. A movie I saw this week, Luke. Uh, I saw it on Netflix because I got recommended watching His House. Uh, a referee couple makes a harrowing escape from war, uh, a torn... Sudan, but they struggle to adjust their new life in the English town uh, that has evil lurking beneath the surface. This is a horror movie, and it scared the shit out of me. Uh, oh. 6.5 on, on IMDb, but 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. And it's, uh, 72% on Metacritic. Uh, uh, Non-known... Uh, uh, actors other than maybe Matt Smith you have heard of. When did it come uh, out? Do you know? This Like this week? or January 27th. Oh. Wow, yes. okay. So before, yes. that's pre-pandemic movie. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Uh, it is a horror thriller, like I said, and it is extremely good. It is one of those that, that uh, kept uh, me awake thinking about it and this aspect of like uh, them coming from this war, war uh, torn South Sudan and like the aspect of like the ghost story that is in the house as well ah. and how those things interact is very 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 interesting so that is my number four is this American pipe 
Any chance? No, it's. I think it's English. British. Okay, his house. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm writing that yeah. down because I want to see it. All right. Uh, did did you by chance say that came out on January twenty seventh? Mm hmm. Another movie that came out on January twenty seventh. Surprisingly enough, I don't know how this this is a thing, but <laughs> <laughs> Horse Girl from if you oh, remember yeah. this from oh, back yeah, yeah. back in January, starring Allison Brie. A Horse Girl uh, stars Allison Brie, Debbie Ryan. Uh, Sorry. It's a, a psychological thriller about Sarah, who is a shy, introverted young woman who lives a quiet life and works at a craft store. In her spare time, she visits her mother's grave, uh, and she also frequents a horse stable uh, where her former horse is living. Yeah, another movie I, that I haven't seen. <laughs> you never saw Horse Girl? Oh my gosh! Seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What six or five point nine out of ten on IMDb? I really like this movie. I think you, I could have sworn you saw this. Hmm. Okay. Uh. Yeah. This movie was like really weird, and um, it's one of those movies that like once you see it, you don't forget it because it's so strange and over the like. It's very strange. I guess that's the only way to put it. <laughs> Cool. I need to see that. No, you definitely need to see Horse Girl, yeah. Uh, my number three is another documentary. This is the first time I checked and double-checked a Norwegian film has uh, gotten into my list. Really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, it is a, a movie that is in English, though. It's called The Painter and the Thief. Uh, Czech artist Barbara Kaltschrever uh, develops an unlike friendship with a man that stole two of her paintings. Uh, this was released in Norway September the 18th, 2020. It has 7.6 no, on IMDb out of 10, 97 on Rotten Tomatoes, and a uh, Metacritic of 79. This is my favorite documentary of the year. Uh, uh, spoilers. My number two and one is not a uh, documentary. Uh, this moved me. Like, this moved me so much about this, like, Tifus and this painter. Like, what could they have in common? Like uh, an artist and, and and a former like drug user, what could they have in common? And like talking about like why he stole stole the pictures from her and trying to get a hold of them again because uh, he doesn't remember where he hid it when uh, because he was so high on drugs. So trying, there's a mystery element okay. in yeah. this. Yeah, and. Uh, like like I said, this this it's it's it is fucking amazing, and it's in English and Norwegian, but mostly in in English. And the parts that are in Norwegian are are texted in English. So yeah, I have I have said to you that you should watch this before, but I am going to say it again. What's the name of the movie again? The Painter and the Thief. Okay, cool. Uh... Yeah. My number three 
which came out in July. Becky, starring Kevin James and Lulu yeah. Wilson. Uh, spunky and rebellious Becky tries to reconnect with her far- father during a weekend getaway at a lakefront house, but a trip soon turns for the worse when convicts on the run, led by a merciless Dominic, suddenly invade their home. It's got 72% of Rotten Tomatoes, 5 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, I think you you recommended this to me initially. I did, yeah. And it took me a while to watch this movie, but I really enjoyed it once I did. Um, I gave it also a 9 out of 10. I'm very, very happy that this is on your list. It was like a sleeper favorite. Like, it was one of those ones that, like, it really didn't get that much advertising. People weren't really talking about it when it came out. But, like, it was really well done. The main actress, who is a very young girl, uh, is amazing for her age in this film. And Kevin James, like, you think of him as kind of like a comedy actor, right? But this is not a comedic yeah. role, and he does an amazing job as, like, a bad guy. So, all in all, this was a surprise sleeper hit, I think. My number two is uh, David Burns' American Utopia. I have talked a lot about this musical slash concert. I'm going to call it a concert. Otherwise, I'm never going to get Luke to watch this. Um <laughs> It, it has gotten uh, 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a Metacritic of 94%. Okay. And also 94% of Google users liked it. Uh, so this is singer David Byrne and a group of international uh, musicians perform sings from the hit Broadway musical slash concert American Utopia. Sometimes uh, you think that something will be on your list. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to do a very small spoiler here and say that uh, Hamilton is not on my list. Uh, it's not my number one. I, th- I thought for a very long time that it would be. Uh, really? Wasn't it not even really a movie? It was like a stage play that was just filmed. Yeah, but this is also okay. a stage play that is... Oh, um, is it? Okay. Yeah, even though it's directed by Spike Lee, it's like, it's live in front of an audience. Uh, ah, okay, see, okay. Uh, I just, I'd, if I saw that, I wouldn't even put it in my list of movies, but okay. But it just moved me, because this this is about, also, funny enough, uh, uh, death. A lot of things on on my list is about death, uh, but on, on from a musical way, like uh, the lyrics is so fucking amazing, and like the way they have staged this is very minimalistic and very like you have to like be there to 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 see it. So, uh, David Burns' American Utopia is my number two. Uh, my number two, We Are Little Zombies. I need to see this. Which Fro has not seen yet. Japanese movie that came out in November, I believe. So not too long ago, actually. Um, yeah. About four young kids, actually about death, 
surprisingly, four young kids whose parents die, uh, and so and they're all orphans at that point. So they decide, well, we've got nothing to lose. Let's form a rock band, and they end up becoming famous. Uh, but really, the movie, com- when it comes down to it, is all about uh, young children having to deal with the death of their parents and kind of um, lashing out against society uh, because society didn't didn't nobody took care of them once their parents died uh it's very very it's funny it's sad i mean it's a comedy about young children's parents dying it's also got this very strange 8-bit video game um editing to it i don't know how to describe it but it's very cool very interesting not not like anything else that came out this year, 100%. You're uh, probably not like any movie you've probably ever seen, to be honest. Uh, Fro, go watch this. Everybody else, go watch this. We Are Little Zombies. Let's see, it got 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. I gave it a... What, what did I give this? 9.5. I saw a movie this week, and it is my number one. Uh, it is called Another Round, and is this... The Danish uh, submission to the Oscars. Uh, four high school teachers consume alcohol on a daily basis to see how it affects their social and professional lives. Uh, more or less, they they have uh, ta- uh, taken a, a concept uh, from uh, a very known uh, like philosopher. Uh, that has said that we should have been born with a 0.5 in in blood alcohol level. <laughs> okay. And, and uh, I never heard of that philosophy, and, but okay. Yeah, no, it's very interesting actually. Uh, and this is about like how alcohol affects people, but it, it's more than that. This is directed by Tom's uh, Winterberg. Uh, it has uh, Mats Mikkelsen in uh, uh, the main role. And it is one of those movies that I don't think I will ever forget. I, I just like, it is such a blast. Uh, it got 8 out of 10 on um, the B, uh, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, 79% of uh, uh, on Metacritics, 93% of Google users like this. Uh, it is about like how we we as people, uh, and funny enough, it's also about death. Like there, it's it, it is very, it is very consuming. This is one of those movies that I, I I I I literally can't get off my head. I have been thinking and talking about it uh, to my dad and my girlfriend for days now. And it's oh, this is like, one of the ones is... you saw this week, then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I was gonna say not... I don't remember you talking about this, so yeah, th- yeah, that makes sense why you saw it this week. Okay. Yeah, another round. It is called. Cool, and it was Danish. You said. Yes. Cool. Interesting. So we're on my number one best movie, right? Mm-hmm. Number one best movie of the entire year. But we haven't even said yet. Can I guess? Can I guess? No. <laughs> Can I please guess? No. I think I know. No. I think I know. It's a documentary. No. 
It's not a documentary. Okay. Uh, now I want to know what you thought it was. What's the documentary you thought it was? I, I, I thought I thought your number one was Spaceship Earth. Oh, no, that was on my... That was definitely on my honorable mentions, but not on okay. my... It wasn't even in my top ten, actually, Spaceship Earth, really? believe it or not. Um, yeah. This is number I one out of the my... entire year of 2020, meaning we had to go through and find all the movies we saw this year, which is... Harder than people think, I th like, seems like, okay, you wrote it down, seems like you have them all written down, seems easy, but when you go we back do. and look at January, <laughs> and you go, oh, wait, was that a movie from 2019 that I watched in January, yeah. or was that a two, you gotta, like, double check everything, and, like, be like, okay, yeah, that was, and then sometimes it'll be like, did that come out in a film festival in 2019 or did that come out like to the general yeah. public in 2020 right it's very like so and then you know later in the year it's much easier to tell if you saw it or not but you go back and then like it's very hard in the early months to decide okay did did i see that then or now or was that a 2020 movie and overall we're talking about the number one movie we've seen and we've seen a lot of movies this year last year from Last year, I saw 48 movies, okay? Mm hmm Which I have them all written down here. I got my old, my last year notebook. So my number five movie that I wanted to see last year from was Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, really? That is your number one? Really? That, no, my number five last year was Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. My number four last year that I wanted to see was Bill and Ted, which we saw. Yeah. My number three was a movie called Free Guy that never came yeah. out, Fro, because of COVID. <laughs> I know. My number two was Tenet, which I still have not seen. I want to see it, but I haven't seen it yet. And my number mm -hmm. one was The Quiet Place 2 or... Uh, the Quiet Place Parth. Parth, right. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. also never came out because of COVID. But overall, I saw 111 movies. Which yeah, I, I thought was a very fitting ending. One, one, one. That's how many movies I saw yeah. all year. So what is your number one? Uh, how many movies did you see this year? No, yeah, but what is your number one movie? Tell me. Uh, I know, but we, we're I'm building. This is called build up, bro. This is this is oh. uh, this is like the the oh. drummer. He's going. I'm doing the right now. Fro saw like what, like ninety five movies or something around there. Yeah, let's see. Uh, I saw uh, sixty eight, sixty eight, uh, sixty nine, seventy seven. I saw seventy four. Right. 74. I feel like there's probably some you're because I, I know you've seen a ton of movies. So yeah, seventy four for Fro. I mean, think about how many movies that is, and we're coming down to one movie that's the best movie. Okay, that's the build-up from. Okay. My number one movie of the entire year, mm -hmm. Vivarium, with Jesse Eisenberg. I don't know if you saw this. Nope. Hoping to find a perfect place to live, a couple travels to a suburban neighborhood in which all the houses look completely identical. But when they try to leave the labyrinth-like development... Oh, each road movie. mysteriously takes them back to where they started 
in the same house. Surprisingly, also, uh, just like you were saying earlier, about death. Like, this is the most movie... This movie was the most about death, maybe, of the whole year. <laughs> I so wanted to watch this as well, and I didn't, never did. Very good film. Uh, it's got 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, what did I give it? I gave it a 9. So, actually, I scored... Uh, we are little zombies higher than it, but when I look back in my mind, it was just a more what's a good word for it? Solid film. It was very like just the editing is great, the acting's great, uh, the story is amazing, um, and it makes you really think. Like you said, it's one of those movies that you just you you think about it again, and then the whole day that's all you're thinking about. One of those kind of movies. We have some honorable mentions, Luke. Oh, you didn't do your number one, did you? Yeah, I did. I said another round. The oh, Danish one. Right, okay. Yes. Uh, we have some honorable mentions. Uh, let's start. Uh, I have Borat uh, here. Oh, yeah, Borat. That was a good one, right? Uh, let's see. I guess I'll start at the beginning. Uh... Till Debt Do Us Part, which was by the Red Cow people, remember that? Which that was, was very good. YouTube. Uh, yeah, The Invisible Man. Uh, Blow the Man Down, which was an Amazon movie. Uh, the King of Satin Island. My Truth, The Rape of Two Corys. That was a sleeper right there. I was such a sleeper. Uh, Spaceship Earth. That was the next one I was going to say. Bernie Blackout, which was kind of halfway between a movie and a TV show. Yeah. Mank. Uh, Vast of the Night, which was in my top ten. Yeah. I really liked that movie. Uh, Kilimanjaro. Hold on. <laughs> How do you say this movie? Kilimanjaro. Oh, Kajillionaire. Yeah. <laughs> Kilimanjaro. That's, that's close. Uh, the Night Clerk. Underwater. Um, let's see. Uh, radioactive. Run. Uh, true Fiction. Did you ever get to see True Fiction? That's one you would really enjoy, yeah. True Fiction was very, very good. Oh, okay. Uh, Blackest King. Uh, the Hater. Oh, that was a good one. Athlete 8. Uh, Arkansas. Uh, uh, Possessor, Uncut. Uh, Bill and Ted, which we I guess we kind of already talked about. Mm -hmm. What Lies Below. Uh, you Cannot Kill David Arquette. There's another one I don't, I'm not sure if you saw yet. No, I haven't. Uh, and Host. Uh, I Pasta Far Rye. Mm -hmm. uh, hashtag Alive. I don't know if... Oh, yeah, that's uh, I forgot to write that down. Okay, that add that to your list. Uh, Save Yourselves, which is, was a good one. Uh, Infamous, which was another sleeper one that was like Bella Thorne. This is going to be a shitty movie, right? But we yeah. ended up being good. Yeah. Uh, Trial of the Chicago 7, Mank I had on here, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, I also had on my honorable mentions. Palm Springs, yeah. which, what did that? I think it was a Hulu movie. You remember Ooh, that? Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. And then my yeah. last honorable mention, another YouTube movie that, I don't know, probably could have ended up in my top ten, but didn't. 
Ice Cream Man by Idubs. Okay, the main attraction. <laughs> the worst movies. Why is that the main attraction? Because we can talk shit about movies. You're going first. I think right here is where we should mention Killer Raccoons 2 from. It's one of those yeah. movies that falls in between the good and bad. It's like, when I was going through my list, and I, I have like a symbol of good movie, bad movie on my list to like it, it oh. indicate which one it is. The only movie of the entire year that has a good symbol and a bad symbol next to it is Killer Raccoons 2. <laughs> yeah, it was bad and good at the same time. Right, yeah. so I just wanted to uh, give it its due right here. Uh, but I think my number five uh, for 2020 worst movie of the year is going to be Bad Boys for Life. From <laughs> Not sure why... They needed to make this movie. When you look back at it uh, as a movie that came out before the George Floyd protests that happened this year yeah. and everything, it, ha it, ha it was made before COVID and everything else. You look back at it and it looks like an old man who is just stuck in the past and has no idea what's going on in the world. But it was made at the, you know, at the end of 2019. Uh, it's just such a dated film, and it's only a year old. So that's my number five, uh, Bad Boys for Life. I'm I'm starting a big look with a movie that has 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 3.3 out of 10 on IMDb. That is very, very, very good score. Uh, it is 365 days. Hey, did you like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey? No? You want to see it? Even worse movie with kind of the same concept. Cool. Turn on Netflix and watch 365 days. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly tried to watch this movie multiple times and never got it past is, the first five minutes. <laughs> it is so fucking boring. Massimo is a member of the Sicilian Mafia family, and Laura is a sales director. She doesn't accept the trip to Sicily, trying to save her relationship. Massimo will kidnap her and give her 365 days to fall in love with him. Have you ever heard of a worse concept for a fucking movie? Right, and it's just ripping off, totally. Yeah. So yeah, that is my that is my number five. My number four, I'm gonna go Hoobie Halloween for my number four. Oh. I'm not sure if this is on your list. I'm have a feeling it probably is. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> it, it it is my number six. It's your number six. Okay, uh, yeah. on October 31st in Salem, Massachusetts, in town's eccentric, devoted community volunteer and good nature natured object of its fellow citizens' duration and meanest pranks finds himself in the midst of a real investigation for a real murder, starring Adam Sandler. Believe it or not, this somehow has 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not sure how that happened. How? How <laughs> the fuck did that happen? 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb? I don't I don't know what's... That, that, those are just lies, by the way. Those are all lies. Yep. Uh, yes, Hoobie Halloween, number four for me, for sure. Oh, my number four is a movie that you and me saw together. It is Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a, a 2.9 2 out of 10 on IMDb. 
has 32% of Rotten Tomatoes, a 6 out of 10. A 6 out of 10! <laughs> IGN! Uh, every sixth year, an ancient order of Jiu-Jitsu fighters join forces to battle a vicious race of alien environment. <laughs> When they collaborate, uh, but uh, when a collaborated war hero goes down in defeat, the fate of the planet and mankind hangs in the balance. Holy fuck, that is not the movie. <laughs> and nobody in the right mind has any idea why it's called jujitsu, by the way. Because <laughs> no, there's no, no jujitsu no. in this film. There, there is a lot of fighting. There's I, fighting, I, but not jujitsu. And uh, Nicholas Cage was in it for all of maybe fifteen minutes. That's uh, taking. Yeah, it was awful. Yes, so, it was. Yeah. My number three. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, I think you might have. Three, yes. Sorry. My number yes. three. Yeah, two thousand ninety-nine. A soldier protocol, uh, the soldier protocol in America, or the wheel if you're in multiple other countries, <laughs> right? Okay. Never heard of this. It's starring uh, somebody who was actually in my honorable mentions, in an honorable mention movie, David Arquette This <laughs> is in this film. And when a paraplegic prison inmate agrees to volunteer for a military experiment that promises that he will walk again, he soon discovers that those behind his new science, this new science, have nefarious purposes. Uh, it's got a 3.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, this was a terrible movie. Uh, I don't, I don't know who. It's one of those movies that like it flew under the radar because it was so bad nobody even watched it. Like, I'm going to the um, Rotten Tomatoes right now to see if there's any... Yep, no. There's no Rotten Tomato score of this movie because nobody saw it. <laughs> That's how bad it is. <laughs> uh, my number three is uh, Disney Plus movie! Pew, pew, pew. It is Artemis Fowl! In an attempt to find his missing father, Artemis Fowl, a 12-year-old criminal prodigy, comes across the secret uh, world of fairies. Soon he ends up in a deadly battle with powerful fairies. Directed by Kenneth Branagh, uh, it has 4.2 out of 10 on IMDb, a whopping 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, 31% on Metacritic, uh, so yeah, I love the books, uh, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the books. Uh, Artemis Fowl is evil in the books. He's not evil in the in the movie. Oh. He helps the fairies in the movies. He works against the fairies in the books. They have totally changed the fucking movie from the books. It helps. Zero percent to do with the books. And do you know what is even more criminal? The author of the books, while we talked about this when it was out and I right. talked about how awful this was, was the producer and said he liked this version. How the fuck? Yes. So he Probably. agreed with the changes? Hmm, that's weird. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Okay. Uh, sure. 
I, I, I didn't ever see that. Uh, I don't. Yeah, no, I never saw that movie. Uh, my number two is that where we're at? Mm -hmm. Wow, already on my number two. My number two is your, I guess number three, jujitsu. I totally agree with you. <laughs> we're right there on the worst, like in the level of worst movies. I mean, it came out pretty recently, but I think uh, it's one of those movies that, like, it's inevitably gonna be... I went into it going, okay, maybe this movie was made to be bad on purpose, kind of like Sharknado, no. right? Yeah. Like, but maybe it it's supposed to be a meme. But then we watched it, and we're like, no, this isn't Sharknado. This is actually just a really bad film. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Uh, my number two, Luke, is the movie I saw this week. <laughs> oh... Why did I watch this movie? I don't know. Uh, two and a half hours. I can't get back off my life. It is called The Last Days of American Crime. Look, two women and a uh, two sorry two men and a woman plan a heist of the century right. before government broadcast signal wipes out crime forever. This has three point six out of ten on IMDb. A 0 0.5 out of 5 on IndieWire. And 15% on Metacritic. It is so fucking boring. And it is so fucking convoluted. And it is based on a graphic novel. And it is... It is... Uh, just uh, amazingly bad. You know Brad Pitt's brother? Uh, no. <laughs> I didn't know Brad Pitt had a brother. <laughs> yeah, he's called Michael Pitt, and he's okay. in this movie. Oh, I saw this movie. Oh. I remember this film. I didn't know it was Brad Pitt's brother, though. You seen The Last Days of American Crime? Yeah. Really? Why? <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember watching it. I don't. I don't know because it came out. I guess it's it. It is dog shit. You like it? Uh, let me look. I have gave it a four point five. Oh, I, wow. I have I have every movie I've watched and every uh, score I gave it. So I gave it a four point five. I mean that's under a mid mid level score, but uh, not. You know, it's not on my worst list either. Uh, I would give this a one. Oh, okay. Wow, that's a surprise one for me. I did not see that coming at all. Because that's not on my worst or best list. It's like in the middle for me. Uh. Strange. Okay. Uh, where are we at? My number... I guess well, I'm on my oh. number one, huh? Mm-hmm. My number one, not going to be surprised, I think, to Fro... Uh, but maybe nobody else saw this film besides me and Fro, so it might be a surprise to other people. The Swing of Things. Uh-huh. Uh, look, that's what my number one is. What? <laughs> it, it is The Swing of Things. Wow, okay, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> Do you think anybody besides me and you saw this film? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> what are you, you? You go ahead and do the description, and then no, I'll no, go. It, oh, it, I'll do it. it. Okay. It's it's your pick. Yeah, come on. A groom to be accidentally books his destination west wedding and honeymoon at a swingers resort in Jamaica. Uh, yeah, it's starring Luke Wilson. Kind of. He's in the movie. We'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say starring. It's got him in it occasionally. <laughs> they film it as though he was in another movie, and then they just put him in this film somehow, but he is in it, right? <laughs> it feels more like he's on vacation where they filmed it. <laughs> and he just happened oh, to be there. Yeah. Right. I'll come by. Okay, sure. <laughs> I'll walk through the set while you're filming and just add it into the film. I don't need... Uh, I don't need a script. Just l let me walk through the set. Yeah, no, I, I, I was, I was looking at my list, and I was like, I am going to be shocked if you and me have not the same number one because I was, I was kind of waiting for you to say it, and I was like, it has to be his number one. It has to. It just came out of it, nowhere. I mean, I even had to give it to you at, in the tournament for, you know, uh, worst movies mm -hmm. ever that one of us hadn't seen because it's like, it's, it was so insanely terrible. And the edit, yeah. you just have to see it to see how bad it is. But the editing is really the worst thing about the swing of things. <laughs> the parts where the, the guy and the mo mother are in the woods and she looks up and there's these two birds <laughs> having sex. And it's not like the, um, went and filmed two birds having sex. They just found like a David Attenborough clip and just plugged it into the movie and just it doesn't it's not even the same aspect ratio. It's like was something some clip from the 90s or something and then they just added in and then the next shot is her getting you know uh spooge on her face from these yeah. birds, right? Yeah. And if you want to see a dolphin with a human Penis. This is also the uh, movie you might want to watch. Oh, oh. I can see fourteen-year-old boys loving this film because there's tons of nudity and stuff in it. But like, wow, this is definitely to to us the worst movie of the year. I am not shocked that we 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 have this as as the same movie. I feel like yeah, we can't even much. do justice to how bad this is. People just have to yeah. go see how bad this is. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> that was really fun. I, I, I was, I was, I was a little worried that you were not going to remember that it is that bad. Oh, well, I mean, when did it come out? Let's. I've got it up here. Uh, it didn't come out that long ago. It came out in July, so I guess it was a little bit ago. Yeah. You know, the swing of things uh, it was the first movie. I, I put it on, on my number one first, and then I I was like, okay, who was the second baddest? <laughs> okay, honorable mentions. I guess I'll start doing honorable mentions uh, for well, worst. Dishonorable mentions. Dishonorable. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, extraction. Uh, Bloomhouse uh, Fantasies Island. Um, my spy. Oh, that was awful. The secret dare to dream that I saw this week. Oh, you saw that? Wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. Wow. I'm surprised that didn't end up in your. Okay. Um. 
Uh, wow, not that many bad ones on here. I've got a lot of mid road, mid road stuff. Okay, hmm. I have some. Okay. I have some bird. You have not seen that. Okay. Uh, uh, super intelligence. You haven't seen that. Oh, the, hu the hunt. That I, I fucking hated the mortal. Okay. Uh, uh, the Grudge, uh, the Empty Man. That was this year's the uh, the Bye Bye Man, and the Wrong Missy. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh... Oh, you uh, you saw the Wrong Missy, didn't you? Um, yes, I did. What did I? I'd have to find it, but like I have a lot of them where I didn't give them. Like I gave them like a four, or I gave them a three point five. You know, like. I guess I'm just oh, not that mean. I wasn't that mean this year. <laughs> and Brahms, the boy too. I forgot about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that was a bad one. Oh, here's a, some I somehow missed on my good list. The Other Lamb was a good movie from this year. Uh, Guns Akimbo was also another good movie from this oh, year. Oh, yeah. That was really good. Oh, well, yeah. somehow we didn't mention the Eurovision movie. I don't know where that lands, but somewhere in between, yeah, probably. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just like, I, if you love Eurovision, you will probably like it. Plug it, you plug, plug, plug. Uh, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. And it's another digital citizen at gmail.com. If you are. Uh, uh, would an agent of someone that wants to come <laughs> on the podcast please please use that uh, contact at work this time so right exactly it's like a couple weeks ago i think we even talked about should we just stop plugging the email and then something like that happens and it's like yeah. okay maybe we yeah. we got to keep yeah. plugging the email yeah, yeah. Uh, all of a sudden the agent contacts us with an <laughs> interesting topic uh, we have a Twitter account. It's at podcast ADC at podcast ADC. We have a Facebook group. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. Uh, have we anything on the email, Twitter, or the Facebook? Uh, no, nothing that I saw really to talk about on the show. Cool. Uh, Yes. Let's go into movie news. Uh, hey, uh, Mission Impossible 17. Or is it 7? I, it, it might as well be 17, to be honest. Bro. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was filmed mainly in Norway. Uh, oh, really? I didn't know that. Some... Yes. Uh, it was filmed on... It, they had so many problems. You will see a lot of like pictures from Norway in this movie. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, they had very strict COVID rules because of that. Uh, and uh, Tom Cruise, uh, well, he went ballistic uh, when somebody uh, broke the COVID uh, protocol. Should we listen to that? Uh, yeah. Have you heard this yet? No, because it came out like what, like I think the, the same day we did the sh show last week, or like right before, or something like that. Uh, I heard about it. I have not listened to it yet. This is going to be the first time I've heard it. So this will this should yeah. be fun. In three, two, one, play. You're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. Because of Scientologists. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. 
That doesn't make sense. Thousands of jobs. <laughs> no. I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And I see you do it again, you're <laughs> gone. <laughs> Anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. And you. Don't you ever do it again. <laughs> this is to This has got. That's it. No apologies. This has got let's fucking do it live vibes. Because our industry is shut down. It's not gonna put food on their table or pay for their college education. Wow. That's what I sleep with every night. Oh, it's so hard to be Tom Cruise. So tough. <laughs> Poor billionaire, millionaire, whatever he is. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm I feel so honest. sorry for him. I have told you, and now I want it. And if you don't do it, you're out. We are not shutting this movie down. Is it understood? If I see it again, you're gone. And so are you. So you're gonna cost him his job. And if you don't you're gone. You're gone. I'm pretty sure the principal said the same thing to me one time. Am I clear? Yeah. yeah. Do you understand what I want? Do you understand the responsibility that you have? Uh -huh. Because I will deal with your reason. And if you can't be reasonable, and I can't deal with your logic, you're fired. That's it. That is it. Okay. It reminds me of the Christian Bale tape. That's what I heard everybody saying that, I don't remember that either, so, hmm. Oh. You should, you should watch the Family Guy version of that. That is okay. one of the best, best things a Family Guy has ever made as a sketch, including that. Uh, okay, um, movie theaters, uh, they are kind of uh, struggling, uh, but uh, they are getting well, a whopping fifteen billion in federal aid. Right. The uh, Congress finally passed some kind of aid bill, which they're giving six hundred dollars to individuals, but it uh, f like individual p humans, I individual Americans. But movie theaters are getting fifteen billion in the coronavirus aid package. Uh, people are not super happy about the $600, Fro, by the way. No, I have heard some rumors that Trump is thinking about stopping this. I heard, I read an article last night about how, uh, we, this is, uh, this is definitely a good thing, and you know it's a good thing because Bernie Sanders and Trump, uh, both don't like it. So that must mean it's yeah. good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I heard I heard some rumors that uh, Trump is thinking thinking of vetoing this down. Right, but I also heard this whole thing about him uh, trying to instate martial law. I don't know how much I believe a lot of these rumors right now. Right. Uh, but movie theaters and live entertainment venues, which have been devastated this year, will receive fifteen billion dollars in coronavirus aid. 
As part of a small business relief provision, the final package includes $15 billion in dedicated funds for live venues, independent movie theaters, so independent movie theaters, and cultural institutions. Uh, last Tuesday, the consular industry representatives appeared before con- Congress in support of the Save Our Stages Act. Um, it says... Nine out of ten independent venues nationwide would have been forced to close in the weeks ahead. Hmm. Uh, but the thing is, it's saying independent venues and yeah, and so movie theaters. So, like the mate. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So does this mean AMC and other ones? It doesn't look like they're going to get a lot of this. Uh, because right. it's talking about independent movie theaters and smaller v- venues, uh, which I think is actually a good thing as well. Because I agree, what would yeah. have ended up happening is the same thing that's kind of happening. What we talked about last week with the streaming services and everything, the monopolization. If all these independent movie theaters shut down, all that's going to be left is like AMC and Cinemark. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Hey, look, uh, do you remember the first uh, celebrity sex tape you ever saw? Uh, yeah. Do you remember which one it was? Uh, uh Paris Hilton. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, the same here. One Night in Paris. Right. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was definitely the first one. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it was the first one I, I saw as well. I'm trying to think if there was one, anyone before. Yeah, no, that was definitely the first one. And, and it was very funny called One Night in Paris. So that was funny. Uh, but yeah, Pamela Anderson and Tom Lee uh, sex tape series is on, on the works. I don't think I ever saw that sex tape, to be honest. Uh, I did. Uh, it was uh, the one on a boat, right? Oh right. Okay. Yeah. I'll bring some. Yes. And you're like, oh now I remember. <laughs> oh yes, yes. The one sex tape on the boat that I've seen, yes. Uh yeah. It says the infamous sex tape uh, they're gonna make it looks like a Hulu limited series. So it's not gonna be like a running thing, but it's gonna be called Pam and Tommy. Uh Seth Rogan will produce the show and likely co star. Uh James Franco was originally slated to play Tommy Lee, but now Lily James and Sebastian Stan are set to play Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. Yeah, she looks a little like her when she was young. Uh, A little bit, sure. Yeah, and he definitely looks like him. But is this relevant to anyone? (laughs) No. Okay. I could not give to Flying Fox. It just seems like way out of date as far as like a a story to talk about. I can't imagine what the oh. rest of the movie is going to entail besides the sex tape, right? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, he was a failed drummer and she was a failed actress. And they made a sex tape together. That's why it was such a big thing. Was he oh. in the back? She was Sorry? more. I would say she was more famous than he was, even though he was a fairly famous uh, musician at the time. Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. Was this right after, right after the Baywatch, or in the middle of Baywatch? 
Um, I don't remember. I think it was after. It must have been after. Yeah, probably. Uh, okay, movies. We have seen a lot of movies because we have talked about it. Uh, have you seen any movies this week, Luke? <laughs> right. Uh, I saw less than you, so maybe you should start. But I, wa- I just, like I said, I tried to watch one movie a week, so I saw, or one movie a day this week, so I watched seven movies. So, uh, and well, you, you saw more uh, than me. Yeah, I have already said that I've seen his house uh, horror. Uh, I've seen another round, like I said, uh, the last days of American crime I saw this week. Okay. Uh, that was the ones I saw. I saw The Secret Dare to Dream. I don't know why I saw that. Uh, I, I remember us talking about it at one point, being like, hey, there's this new yeah. secret movie. How is that a thing in 2020? <laughs> right. Yeah, and uh, that is more or less uh, the ones that I have uh, have talked about. Okay. So, uh, last night I watched... So, Hillbilly Elegy from which yes. you had recommended to me and I know you've seen and apparently yeah. it's very controversial right now like I, I I don't I do understand it and I don't understand it it has gotten very bad reviews and people are saying it's very shitty I don't understand the the big thing about it I thought it was so much better than everybody else Right. I'm. Uh, let's see. I gave it a six, so I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't think it was great. The problem I think people are having with it is definitely the ending, where it shows like uh, this whole military uh, ideal of like, oh, well, he fixed everything because he went to the military. Um, that 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 whole thing kind of I think is what turned people off because the acting great, the storyline's a little confusing and kind of all over the place. Uh, but the acting is amazing. Everybody in this movie who acted in it did a great job. I'm not going to take anything away from the actors, but I think that's what the ending is what people really turned people off to this film. Uh, I don't know. Can you see that? Yeah. I just don't know if I care. Right. Okay. I, I, I think I gave it an eight and I stand behind that. It's like, Right, it, uh, it's I, definitely a controversial one. Like, IMDb right. has it at 6.7 out of 10, right? But Rotten Tomatoes right. has it at 27%. So even the, right. the, the those things are, like, totally opposed to each other. So it's either you like it or you don't, I guess. Mm, I think so as well, yeah. But I was kind of in between, where it's like, yeah, I under, I could see what the... Like I said, the acting is great, but the sto- some of the storyline stuff, I was like, okay, that's a little, like... Mm, what's a good word for it? Stereotypical, maybe making fun of certain groups of people in America that I can see mm-hmm. how it would rub those certain groups the wrong way as well. You know what I mean? So like, and I, I maybe I was, I don't know. I kind of felt that uh, vibe from it. Like it was kind of being, uh, it was judging certain groups of people. You know what I mean? So yeah, I can understand where they're coming from, not liking it, but I gave it a six. I think I still think it's pretty kind of right in the middle. Uh, Another movie I saw this week. Yeah, I was any of my lists because it wasn't really bad and not very good either. Was "Excuse Me, I Love You" by Ariana Grande. It was a concert movie. I don't have concert movies uh, on my list. Right, it's uh, kind of like in between like, a movie and 
and a CD, yeah. right? Or a yeah, yeah, an album. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I had David Byrne's American Utopia, but that is more acting. There's acting right. in, yeah, totally, dialogue, yeah. And things like that. So it isn't only like movies and going. I like Ariana Grande's music. Uh, it's it, it's it's very poppy and very like. Uh, and I yeah, I recommend this if you like her music. I will sure. give it a six. Yeah, I'm indifferent to Ariana Grande. Uh, I couldn't name a song to be honest. I saw a movie, uh, what two nights ago? I'm your woman. Uh, which is a Amazon? Yes, Amazon movie. Uh, Amazon original. It's about a woman who is forced to go on the run uh, because her husband is a criminal, uh, and he ends up getting in some trouble with like the people he works with, so they go on the run. But then she finds out, like, oh, he's also involved with some other people that she didn't know about, and then he leaves her and the baby like in this safe house but then somebody comes to attack them you know it's very interesting uh very well acted uh overall i'm i gave this a what did i give it a 6.5 it was pretty good but it kind of it was kind of slow that was the worst part of it is like do you want a scene of somebody uh parking their car in their driveway and then oh, I didn't quite get the parking job right, so I'll back up and, like, kind of move it to the left a little bit. Oh, no, that wasn't quite right. I'll move it again. Like, if you need that whole thing, uh, this is the movie for you. Okay. Uh, Did you watch The Invisible Man? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. What what, movie that I recommended did you see? Hillbilly Elegy. Oh, and then another one. Oh, but. What was the other one? Monsters of Man, which I don't know if you saw this week. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did Monster of Man this week. Uh, Yeah, this one was definitely, could have been on my worst list, I think. Yes, definitely. Uh, it was a- I had it on, on my list of movies I wanted to see before the year was over. Yeah, it's, it's about, uh, it's about AI. There was a lot of movies about AI this year, but this is about, like, robot AI uh, and uh, the U.S. government just dropping some AI ro- uh, killer AI robots into another country is basically what the movie's mm-hmm. about. Uh, and then this one guy who is another American who happens to live in that country exactly where they drop those robots and also happens to be, like, a Navy SEAL in that same area. Uh, very lucky he was there. Uh yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a movie. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? No, I didn't. I gave it to four. Wow, that's it's, what I gave it. It's totally plausible. It's okay to watch. The acting's horrible, though. Yes, the acting is the thing that really hinders it. Uh, there's one guy, the guy who plays the general, uh, who's a very well-known actor, Neil Mc. Dono, Donu, Donahue? Right. Uh, I mean, he's like a guy who, who you've seen him in a million things, but you would never know his name. Uh, he, he's probably the most known actor in this, though, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I, I, I do think that it has, like, it, I, I wish I wish it was 
Uh, I wish it was better because it, this, the story itself is kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, that's kind of why I'm disappointed that the acting is so shitty. Yeah, it seemed like they just didn't quite have enough money put into it to make it a good movie, even though it did have a fairly interesting yeah. story. Uh, the special effects, because you're dealing with these like AI robot things that are all done with uh, special effects, it didn't really work all that great when they cut between the special effects and the practical practical stuff, where they had a guy in a suit. Very obvious when they cut in between those things. So the special effects weren't great. The editing wasn't that great. The acting was obviously horrible. But what made up for it was kind of the story, like you said. Overall, I gave this a... Oh, yeah, we said a four. I already said that. Uh, I saw The Honest Teeth uh, with, uh, with, uh, with, with uh, Liam Neeson and Kate Welsh. Uh, this is... a. Uh, bank robber that tries to turn himself in uh it has 40 percent on 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 rotten tomatoes uh, i would give it a four it is extremely like every other fucking action movie i've seen with Liam neeson the last years other than He's not try- trying to save his daughter. He's now trying to save his girlfriend. And also he's a thief that's trying to turn himself in. It is so fucking generic. Uh, I saw Tesla, which came out in August, uh, who starring Ethan Hawke. Uh, it actually also has Jim Gaffigan in it. I, I don't think... You, oh. you kind of like Jim Gaffigan occasionally, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, of course, about Tesla not... The company, the inventor Tesla, and Ethan Hawke plays him. It's, like, super in the middle. It's one of those movies that's like, okay, I really like certain parts of it, and other parts I hated with a passion. So it, 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 you're either going to really like it or hate it or be so in the middle about it because it's, like, very... Uh, there's pr- certain parts that I'm like, I really love this scene, and then there's another part where it's, like, all of a sudden this acid trip... Uh, musical piece in the middle of the film that's trying to be this serious biopic. So like I don't I don't know. I overall I gave it a 6 uh and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 59%. So I'm pretty pretty much where they are. I forgot uh to have this on my bad list, uh, but I saw the stand in uh, with Drew Barrymore and Drew Barrymore, uh, <laughs> she plays a double role. See what I did there? Uh, about this uh, the comedy actress uh, and uh, her standing uh, trading places. It also has T.J. Miller in it. Uh, Ellie Kemper is also in it. Uh, so it has very like it has the premises of being a good movie. It's definitely not. I give it a three and a half. Actually, I've got two coming up right here that I think probably could have ended up on my notables for bad lists. Another one that I gave three and a half, The Postcard Killings, which came out in March of this year, starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, probably yeah, the most famous I, actor in this. I watched that. <laughs> I totally forgot that I watched that. Oh, movie. you watched it this week? Okay, cool. Uh, uh, yeah, this was not a good film. Uh, very uh-huh. standard, like, uh, revenge film, I guess, right? But kind of just... Uh, 
the acting is bad, the editing's bad, and the storyline's very generic, is how I would put it. What did you think? Yeah, I totally, totally, 110% agree with you. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Oh, you gave, what did you, 3.5, you think? Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 24%, so they're even lower yeah. than we are, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, other than that, I have said everything I have seen. Okay, I saw Guest House, which is one you probably could have seen for Worst Movie of the Year, starring Polly Shore from... Ugh. This came out, I think, this week, I believe. Uh, a, a 2020 yeah. Polly Shore movie. I'm not sure what, yeah. why Netflix was like, you know what we don't have enough of in 2020? Polly Shore movies, <laughs> right? Uh, Common Sense Media even gave this a 1 out of 5. Um, I gave it a 3. It's pretty bad, but also it's kind of just dumb entertainment, uh, which in 2020 is kind of sorely needed. So uh, I would say watch it because of how stupid it is. I, I'm kind of angry at Netflix because today uh, uh, The Midnight Sky came out. And I really, really wanted to see that before mm-hmm. I made my list, but I haven't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I have that down as something to watch for next week, actually. Uh, yeah. if it's... I mean, George Clooney and Felicity Jones in it, and it's about, like, space and sci-fi. Yeah, speaking of space and sci-fi, the last movie I saw this week was Sputnik, which I highly recommended to throw multiple times. Right. Yeah, everybody go see that it's a russian movie about um a guy who gets uh an alien parasite inside of him basically cool yeah very good i gave it a uh, eight solid eight super uh, super good and very original spin on the alien uh, movie cool eo um do we have a trailer this week look we do a uh, trailer with a movie uh, starring a crush from when I was like 15, Sister of the Groom. I still can't believe they changed their wedding dates. We'll still find a way to celebrate your big birthday this weekend. Yeah, Alicia Holy Silverstone shit. and then this guy, who I've seen in a lot of things. I meet my future sister-in-law and her whole family for the first time. It wouldn't be so bad if you didn't have a mustache. She's really she still she's looks artist, good. She's passionate. I do look forward to getting. Oh yeah, she looks more than Drew Barrymore than Drew Barrymore. What's? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Last thing I thought you would tell you me. You understand what I mean? Uh, yeah, the plastic surgery is what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Slow down. That wasn't cool. I'm trying to determine whether this actually is like a spin-off of Father of the Bride. It's kind of... And you still look so beautiful. Mm. No, I don't. I think about you a lot. No, Steve Martin. Yeah, it doesn't oh, no. really look... She's uncomfortable with you coming to the wedding. Like they're going for that, but yeah. Yeah. That around me for the most important day of my life. I would still do that. You can't say that. I can. Why can't I say that? 
I'm Tom Everett Scott. That's what his freaking name is. I could not remember the dude's yeah, name. I'm simp. Say things like So look, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Because I'm sure this will get Oscars. Right. It doesn't look generic at all. During a destination wedding oh. weekend, a woman and her loyal husband plan a series of embarrassing mishaps to ruin the relationship between her brother and his new bride. Uh, 4.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 42% on Rotten Tomatoes, 50% of Google users liked it. Uh, like I said, starring Alicia Silverstone and Tom Everett Scott, directed by Amy Miller Gross. Her, yeah. I remember her. She's such a famous director. My favorite. Yeah. Well, I went to the uh, Facebook and there was no Facebook. So I went to IMDb. Let's see, 8 out of 10 from MTA Surfer 19. There is much <laughs> there is much to like in the sophomoric effort of this film. Snappy, realistic dialogue and unsurprisingly solid chemistry from the leads and poignant pro performances from the lovable Mark Bloom, who I've seen in films since Desperately Seeking Susan. The first 40 minutes or so... Uh, the characters are introduced, blah, 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 blah. So, production value is excellent, refined music, the supports and, uh, the supports are the emotion, and it has tasteful cinematography. So, they liked it, but uh, Carissa Marie, 8218, uh, gave it a 4 out of 10, says, could have been better as I've, as a very recent sister of the groom myself, I was looking forward to watching this movie. I was disappointed within the first five minutes, and by the end, I was super disappointed because this couldn't, uh, this could have been so good if they wanted it to be. I went uh, to Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Glinda P gave it a half a star. Absolutely love Alicia Silverstone, but the movie was terrible. KTW gave it five stars and said, Great to see Alicia uh, back in a true rom-com style. Uh, then an Anonymous gave it one star. Extremely slow moving with poor storyline. Okay, movies also coming out this... That also came out this week, sorry. Monster Hunter. Uh, behind our world, there is another world. A world of danger... Dangerous and powerful monsters that rule their domain with deadly ferocity as Lieutenant Artemis and her loyal soldiers are transported from our world to the new one. The unflappable Lieutenant receives the shock of her life. Isn't this a video game? Yes. Okay. Uh, starring Milo jo Josevich. Uh, Tony Directed J by her husband. Oh, okay. Yes. Tony Ja. Yeah who's a good, yes. uh, at least good martial artist. I've heard bad things about him as an actor. Uh, Ron Perlman's in it as well. Uh, Skylines. Uh, when a virus threatens to turn uh, friendly alien hybrids against humans, Captain Rose Curley and her t uh, team of elite soldiers embark on a mission to external world to say what is left of mankind. It has Lindsay Morgan, Rona Mitra. Oh, I really like Rona Mitra. She's fucking amazing. Uh, Alexander Siddig and James Kempso. Uh, it has 
4.5 out of 10 on IMDb. 50, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. 77% of Google users liked the movie. Uh, Fatal. Uh, after a one-night stand, a successful sports agent watches his perfect life slowly disappear when he discovers that the sexy and mysterious woman he risks everything for is determined. Oh, is a determined police detective who entangles him in her latest investigation. I could have sworn we talked about this, or it was supposed to come out earlier this year or something. Starring uh, Hilary Swank, uh, Michael er- Ely. Uh, 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, directed by Dion Taylor. Uh, Hunter Hunter. Wait, uh, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, not Monster Hunter, but Hunter Hunter. Okay. <laughs> a fur trapper leaves his wife and daughter behind to kill a raw wolf in a remote wilderness, but they soon become... Uh, easily worried when seemingly injured man seem uh, shows up to disrupt their peaceful existence. This has ninety two percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, six point one out of ten on IMDb, then fifty five percent on Metacritic. It's like going down. Yeah, weird. 90, yeah, sixty one five fifty five, and sixty percent of Google's users liked it. David Savar, Nick Stahl in this summer age Havel, Camilla Savel, Sullivan and Jade Michael. Hmm. It's got a seventy-two so, percent you... audience score uh, on oh. on Rotten Tomatoes. So ninety-two percent. Hmm. Yeah, it's like ninety-two percent, and then seventy-two for the audience, and then sixty-one yeah. on IMDb. It's like <laughs> yeah, very weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which of these movies would you see? Which one would I... Uh, I, I think... Um, Monster Hunter, probably? What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm going Monster Hunter as well. Um, only because I think uh, Resident Evil is a very much underrated uh, movie franchise. And I don't care what people say. Right, okay. I mean, Fatal yeah. looks kind of interesting, but I feel like it's going to be a little generic. And that was also with Mila. I think Mila is is a good uh, actor when she gets actress when she gets a good movie. And yeah, it, it, has she been typecast in kind of the movie game movie role yeah. a little too much? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Audible Tribe. Dot com slash another digital system by the stand, by the way, intent. Uh, AudibleTrial.com uh, slash another digital system. You can get to stand for 100% free. Uh, and then you want to cancel? Well, you get to keep the book. And even though you do that, you help us out. Next week, we will have the stand episode 2 review. We will do another digital review of a movie. I know Luke really, 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 really wanted to see before he made his list. Wonder Woman 1984, because Luke loves superhero movies. Oh, yeah. My favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, and our main topic will be our five best and worst TV shows of 2020. And I will tell you this. 
This is maybe the hardest list I have ever made in my entire life because I have seen so much good TV this year. Oh, yeah. And, is, and just so this, much TV in general, I think, right? Yeah, I have, I have seen more TV this year than I have ever seen any other year. So... I, I mean, I, I don't... It's not just that... Well... It partially due to the fact that we're, we've been home so much because of COVID, but also think about how many extra s new streaming services there have been that have added all this new content this year as well. It's just like a perfect storm of tons of TV shows this year. Look, I have seen 387 new shows. <laughs> yeah, I haven't counted yet. I, I've not had time to count all my TV shows yet, but like... 387! I'm really not surprised. Like, think, I, on average, we've seen definitely more than two or three per week. Every, like, every week. I know we have. So I'm not surprised that you're at that number. I, I'm interested to see where I'm at, whether I'm above or below you. I have no idea. Honestly, no idea. So that's going to be super interesting next week. Last last year, I had 197. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I can look back. Uh, that is such a comparison, though. Oh From yeah, ninety-seven to three hundred, and yeah, and and I will give you a clue. I have actually uh, one, two, three, four, five, five shows. I, I at least no six shows. I want to at least see one or two episodes of that I have never this seen this week. So. Right? Yeah. I mean, we crammed yeah. a bunch of movies in this week. We're going to do the same thing for TV. So, like the t the movie round yeah. next week will be shorter, and the TV round will be longer. <laughs> Very similar to how this was the opposite this week. You're not going to believe this, Fro, but last year, my TV, how many TV shows I saw? 111, the exact same amount of movies I've seen this year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I did not do that on purpose. That's very yeah. weird. Yeah, but, yeah, so I've gone from 197 to 386, like, uh, 87. That is like, like it's yeah. insane. Uh, but not surprising. I mean, I, I wrote I wrote this down as something to talk about in the Jeremy round, which I assume we're in now. But I was yeah. thinking back. It's like, Fro, you were in lockdown for like m months. And just all you were doing mm -hmm. was watching TV and movies. And it's like, yeah. so, uh, so was I. I mean, everybody was. We all were, you know? So it's like, yeah. I'm not surprised we have doubled and maybe even, you know, a little more than that are movies and TV intake than we did in previous years. It's just, it's been crazy, but it has a lot. It has, there's multiple factors. Like I said, it's not just the COVID thing. It's also that there's all these new streaming services and then everybody's competing now to make a better TV show. And, I mean, um, and that just adds to think, the amount, you know? Yeah. Think of this. I have seen every new show on Kirby. Did you? Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't. I I, I, I saw every TV right. show. Yeah, and I, I didn't see every I one of them. I remember when we covered it, you went through and checked every single show, uh, at least yeah. at that point. And then they put out more shows after that. But I didn't see yeah. every one of the Quibi shows. I didn't see yeah. every Peacock yeah. show either. I saw some Peacock shows, right? But not every right. single one or anything. Uh, 
And those are just those two weird little streaming services that yes. are that were new. There's Apple Plus that was new. There, uh, Disney, Disney Plus was new. HBO Max was new. There are all these yeah. new streaming services. And then not only were they those new ones, all the old, old yeah. TV stations and streaming services were putting out new stuff to compete with the new streaming services. It, like I said, perfect storm of just tons of content this year. No, so I, 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 I was, I was looking over my list, and I was like, "How the fuck do I make a top five list over this?" <laughs> like, it is like, it is going to be a nightmare to put. Oh my, yeah, like, the, the movie thing was pretty easy, but the TV, TV thing, like, I have an inkling. I, I, I can already tell you now. Like I have given uh, uh, because I have the scores there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I have given sixteen shows a ten out of ten. Oh, okay, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, it's. Good. I mean, ho- hopefully, it's an easy news week this week. And then it won't be a million-hour show next week, because I know that our main topic is going to be, like, an hour-long main topic. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, and I, the funny thing is, like, I, I I think I know Luke's number one, and Luke hasn't even made this list. I am 100% sure okay. where, where done, what, what TV show will be our number one best. I have no clue for worse, but I, I know your best one. Oh, okay. I would be super shocked if I'm. Yeah, and like I said, I have no idea, so I'm. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm trying to think of like even right now. It's not like not even coming into my head what my favorite show of this year was so far. So yeah, I got nothing. I have have no clue what my my favorite is. It's it's like I have I have what I think will I will probably do is try to look through uh, ja- uh, ja- uh, different styles and different like topics because right. like uh like I try a- you want to put like a comedy show in the five and put like a right. drama in there put a yeah. documentary in there yeah. that's a good way to do uh, it or, uh, yeah so now we will see you next week uh anyway uh another thing this week uh youtube stuff Anything new there? Um, no, not really. I'm trying to think. Uh, no, anything you that you can think of on YouTube? No. Uh, oh, the Mr. Beast uh, burgers. That's the thing from yes, YouTube. Yes. Yes. Mr. Bur- Mr. P started his own burger company, but it's not really a burger company. It's all. It's just like a. He's. Put it, he's uh, putting out his own like kind of website to help out local uh, restaurants is really what it is. Right. Uh, Mark Robber with his Glitter Bomb 3.0. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. year. Uh, and this one better, was... Better. This one was, yeah, above and beyond. I mean, so, I, sometimes I kind of just feel bad for the people sometimes. Like, certain ones of them, I'm like, oh... You know, they just are—I don't know—trying to feed their family, maybe. And other people, you see it, and you're like, "Wow, they actually yeah. live in a really, really nice house, and like they have tons of really nice stuff all around them. Why are they stealing stuff from somebody's porch?" You know what I mean? Right. 
Uh, other than that, I don't know. I don't think it was... I mean, we could talk about Jake Paul giving uh, this $50 million offer to Conor or Gregor, but, I mean, he's not going to do it, so who cares? <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, it could happen. I, I, no. You don't think? No. Like, he would be dead in one minute, that, Jake yes, Paul. Yes, he, he would. But, I, I mean, isn't his brother fighting... Mayweather or whatever? Yeah. And what I'm to understand is that's going to be like an exhibition, which is basically like, yeah. it's like a, it's basically yeah. a wrestling match, a pro wrestling match. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's probably, um, uh, Colin first uh, made a huge trebuchet couple of, uh, like trebuchet. Have you seen in this video? No, I, I, I like him occasionally. He's done some interesting yeah. videos. His stuff is super over he, the top all the time. He made this huge trebuchet, and it's, like, so fucking big. Uh, yeah, that's everything I I have. Uh, anything else on the Jeremy round that we haven't talked about? Uh, let's talk about oh, Jim Dog. Ca- oh, go ahead. Yeah, let's talk about Macron's dog. Tell me a little about this. You sent me this. Oh, right. Uh, Macron <laughs> uh, posted a video clip urging citizens to adopt pets for Christmas. Uh, it's a video of his dog, Nemo, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and how much did they pay for him? 250 euro for a dog that they bought at the pound, apparently. That, that is... Totally bullshit. Either that or they got insanely ripped off by this animal shelter. <laughs> that is right? the most expensive uh, animal shelter dog I have heard of in my entire life. Right, that's like 227 pounds if you were to uh, yeah. go over from euros. I'm not sure what that is in American dollars, but like, that is uh, crazy around, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Around two hundred and fifty dollars. Sure, somewhere around. Yeah, uh, yeah. depending on. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's very weird. Uh, I mean, and, and also, I think he, he was putting this out because he has COVID nineteen. He's putting out clips on his social media to just kind of like let people know, hey, I'm not. Yeah. I'm doing better. I'm. I'm doing okay. You know what I mean? Right. Because it's not like they're I... gonna put him. On the in a video, so why, might as well put his dog in a video. That's the way I kind of saw it. It's kind yeah. of a, a, a PR by his PR people, probably. Uh, what what did you say about something? I I. Uh, what were what was what's... I talking about? Okay, uh, yeah, there was something. Oh, Jim Carrey, right? Uh, in SNL. Yes. yes. Oh, it's kind of sad. He's not going to play Joe Biden anymore. I'm not surprised. I mean... No. He's a little too famous to be on SNL as a regular, right? Yeah. But, I mean... Is he more famous than... than Alec Baldwin? Alec Baldwin? Oh, yes. <laughs> One of the, well, at least is more he... of a respected actor, I would think. 
Oh, I'm more more respected. I agree, but more famous. Uh, yeah, I think Jim Carrey is probably more famous than Alec Baldwin. Okay, I don't yeah. know if I agree. I, I agree to that. No, uh, no, I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, no, I, I I think he probably has better things to do. But it, it is a little sad. I think I that mean, is a good question, though. If people want to email us or send us something at the Facebook, another yeah. digital citizen at gmail dot com. Who's more famous? Alec Baldwin or Jim Carrey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that that was uh, super super uh, sad. Uh, Wonder Woman that we're going to talk about next week did shit in China. <laughs> oh really? Huh. Okay. Yeah. It uh, it just grossed eight point eight million. Does that have to do with the virus though? Possibly. <laughs> Uh, pr- probably Maybe. The, uh, yeah. somewhat, but 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 the thing is, like, uh, they have said that uh, there are some other movies that have beaten it. That was Chinese, for example. Oh, sure. That came out, and this was a very big thing for them. So, I mean, uh, I would say one the new Wonder Woman coming out this weekend is the biggest movie to come out since Tenet. Would you not? Agree with that? Oh, definitely. Yeah, for oh. sure. Yeah, and it's coming out today, right? The twenty third. Yeah, I think so. Is it okay? Uh, yeah, I think so. Either today or tomorrow. I'm not a hundred and ten percent sure when it comes to. You're asking the wrong guy over here. So yeah, yeah. You don't really care. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I mean, I never saw I'm the so first watching. one, so. Yeah, I, I did. And that was good. And they are saying this is better, so... Oh, no, it's coming out on American Christmas. It's on, coming out on... Oh, it's American Christmas. Yep. Okay. Yep. So the 25th. Okay, cool. Yeah, the uh, reviews are okay so far is what I'm seeing, so... I mean, yeah. I'm not interested, but I'm sure a lot of people are super excited for it. All right, Million Hour Show, Fro. <laughs> Yes, a uh, new trailer for uh, the Swear Words uh, show with John Nicholas. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am, I'm so fucking stoked for this. The trailer looked good. You sent it to me. Yeah. Uh, what, yesterday, yeah. I think? Yeah. I am so... I, I think probably it will be in my most anticipated shows of uh, 2021. We will see. Maybe. 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 Okay. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy solstice. The days are going to start getting longer, Fro, so look forward to that. I am definitely looking forward to that. Uh, we love you all. Uh, drive carefully. Have fun. Uh, don't hug people, even though it's Christmas. Exactly. And, uh, Stay safe out there. Happy holidays safe and uh, we will see you next week on um, what I will call now the day before Christmas bye goodbye everybody goodbye citizen 